War Podcast, episode 58 to go. Um, everyone start talking together. Let's talk uh, now. Uh, All right, Alex, make a point. Um, now I'll talk about something else. Uh, hi, Dan. <laughs> this is hi, like man. a word podcast in microcosm. Hi, hi yeah. Alex. What is happening? Hi, Dylan. Hi, Dylan, hi. you're cross-talking. Hi, Dylan. Hi. Thank you. Hi. What's up, guys? Hey, Mason. How much? I went you? to MakerFest today. We're gonna jump right in. We're gonna jump right in. Dope. Dive into the deep end. Guys, it's it's hot today. today. It's pretty warm. It's pretty warm. Um, I want to say that I saw uh, Moments game at Maker Fest and Sam's game, and they both looked uh, very very sharp. Sam, the guy with the uh, the missile command esque game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that game was really cool. I can't remember. Um, Clash Cup Turbo is Moments and Silent Earth and Silent Earth. Mm. And Sam's and um, there was another game there. Shoot. But I know Tyler was there. Oh, and Tyler had his uh, Evolution uh, VR game. Was Ruthie there? I, I think I saw, I saw her walking was around. Will there? I saw Will. But Bo, was he showcasing? Mm, I only saw him sitting at the RBA game gym booth. He was talking to someone when I walked by him. Okay. But uh, their games look great. Did you guys play any of their games? Uh, just the, the Missile Command S game. I was talking to Sam Silent about Earth. it. And yeah, Silent Earth, which is a dope name for that game. And he was talking about how it's, you know, it was just the first level. And he's like, it's kind of slow. I'm like, no, this is way faster than Missile Command. And he's talking about progression elements and cool stuff like that, which, you know, it's a, I think it, it makes a lot of sense to put that on mobile. It'd be a fun little game. I wanted to play uh, the games that they had. I just, they were in that tent and it was <laughs> that tent hot. Was, that tent was hot. And stinky. And I just couldn't do it. The, well, and, and Maker, Maker Fest as a whole this year was a little, a little, a little toasty. Yeah. Uh, it was all outside this year. It was, yep. That uh, that jet's pretty sweet, though. That jet was dope. The jet that's inside? The, 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 SR-71. Oh, the SR-71. We went and checked uh, it out. The fucking... There's just... When you're behind it, and those... um, I guess the jets are just so huge, and I'm just like, oh, man. <laughs> and, it's, and what's an aeronautics is so metal. Like, <laughs> and What's insane about that, and I pointed this out to Alex, is that plane only holds i think two people one person or two people i think it's two people the fighter um, jet right and the rest of it well it's a it's, it's a, a stealth it's a, bomber? it's a stealth not a bomber per se i think it was originally made as a surveillance jet mm. but the, it was it was i think the first one to go x amount past the speed of sound but the entirety of that body is just to hold fuel like it's just a fuel yeah jet. because it's just it goes it's just so fast and so much burning fuel. so much fuel hey Hmm. Speaking it's, of it's fuel, insane. what's the name of that terrible movie about Air Force pilots and then the the crazy future jet that has an AI piloting it? It goes all uh, stealth. Oh. stealth. Stealth. Oh, that movie man. is amazing movie and terrible. Amazing. I forgot about that movie. That movie like exists in the same headspace for me as like SWAT. Yep. Stealth. Yep. Uh, other single single noun. The speed exhibit is the whole exhibit. It's really cool. A lot of cool like little just design touches that I really was like. They had this uh, high frame rate camera exhibit. We were playing around with and it. And the, the knob is pretty much, it controls the, I don't know what we call it, the scrubber. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And um, it was tied to how, so you can spin it and it'll go full speed essentially. It just, it was really fun. Just a fun tactile. I liked it. 
Yeah, I'm going to go back to the Science Museum specifically to check that exhibit out more. Um, because it's when so I was, packed. Yeah, when I was there today, it was super packed, mostly because MakerFest was there. Um, I, I want to go back sometime just to see the exhibits on their own, taken independently from MakerFest, um, because that speed exhibit looked really good. The, well, the museum's fun. I mean, the... Yeah. Uh, they have the, the, the boost exhibit, which is the human body and like health and performance exhibit downstairs. It's about like nutrition. Oh yeah. Physiology. I've, I've walked around there. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's very oriented towards kids, but it's more so what you wanted that one wing at the Pittsburgh science Museum to be Alex. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah there, um, there's a bunch of similar stuff to what we had seen. Yeah. They had the robot that was playing air hockey. Yeah. Which I beat in Pittsburgh. So I beat the robot overlords. So they're gonna come for you, you Carnegie Mellon University. <laughs> they're gonna come for you first. Yeah, you're gonna be the first one they come after. I was having a conversation with my friends the other day about not us. <laughs> yeah, well, I said my friends, and um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't. It's like I was totally fine, and then you guys showed up, and I like reverted back into like because you were like Mason Salty Day, and I'm like oh, I'll show you fucking salty <laughs> motherfuckers. Yay! Like, you asked for this, I'm fine. The um, so they were <laughs> talking crazy. about like Everyone else they, and this is not a con- it wasn't like. It was because someone, one of them sent me an article about like the state of having sex with robots in 2016. Wow. That's a, okay. Is there a state? Yeah. Oh, dude. What? I mean, there was a state as soon as like. It's not Utah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's what I should make my private study project about. That was a bad joke, Dan. That's actually um, (laughs) kind of cool. It's a shameful joke. But uh, (laughs) it boiled down to like, uh, never mind. (laughs) Uh, no, I'd, I'd like to hear now. Boiled down to I just what? Want, we, it was basically like what what year? <laughs> Flashlight in the car battery. That's what it boiled down to. No, pretty much. Like what? At what? When you're when you're a robotics researcher, like and you're like, all right, I need to I need to make this happen. Well, what is this? Doing, make what happen? Make you want to have sex with a robot? Make oh, oh my god! I'd like to point out this is the second conversation I've had today about having sex with robots. Really? Well, I mean, we were talking about uh, having with, se- with Kelly Padgett with the, talking like, about having the sex VR with the sheep thing, right? No, no, it was like the VR like robot hand mechanical thing. Oh, I must have zoned out for that. Yeah. See, what he just said is way weirder than everything I said. Yeah. So. I mean, it's it's the Chokebot three thousand, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we pitched to Berwin this week. He's like, we, "Do you have names?" I'm like, "We got names." And what, <laughs> the first name on the list is. Um, God, idea bought five thousand or something. Just like it was like that, and Burn was like, "That's it." <laughs> Wait, <laughs> like, which, dude, yes. Which project was that for? Brandigan. There was an app a couple years ago. Rebrand the Republican Party. Oh, okay. Rebrandigan. <laughs> that's what you're calling it. Mm-hmm. There's not the name of it. It's just the name. That's what I call it. That's fair. There's an app Penny Arcade made a couple years ago that was called like Decision Bot. Why isn't Penny Arcade four thousand? Yeah, that's um, pretty much that. That's what it was. It was Decision Bot. Well, no, it wasn't for voting. It was basically you plugged in like your Xbox Live profile or, or your PSN profile, and then we'd recommend you games. That's cool. Yeah. Dope. I, I find myself wanting that sometimes. Wait, guys. But like everything Penny Arcade does, they stop doing it. True. Uh, speaking of PSN, I want to really quickly talk about the new UI. Um, just like subtle tweaks and the new quick menu and the fact that I can pull up my entire Spotify account from that, from that quick menu makes me so happy. I can turn Spotify on my PS4 with my phone. Yeah, I, that is a, an incredible Spotify feature. So I love that. I can play music in my room, the living room, and my computer all with my phone. And yeah. that's all because Spotify does a really good uh, tunneling thing. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, how, how does that work? I've never looked it up. 
What do you mean? Like power? technically working? The yeah, internet. The internet. Okay. There, there, it's, oh, it's I will accept magic account. as an answer. Oh, I mean, I don't. I don't know how they. I mean, if I if I was guessing how they built it, it's just that they they have your account running on their server, and then they just know all your devices that way, and yeah. then yeah, makes sense. If if music is playing on device X, then give you control at this location. Else, look at these other locations and easy. I would say it's easy. It's no, no, it's not easy. Easy, easy for me to understand. Uh, now easy for the me menu, to do. The menu, though. No, no, go back to the U, the UI, though. There's something yeah. there. I have some um, thoughts. So when you hold down the, the PlayStation button, you get this sidebar menu that comes out, and it's, for the most part, really customizable. You can you can put different options in. You can rearrange them. Uh, that I really like a lot because there are some features I just will never use, and I don't have to even think about them. The only um, thing I need is a peer offline. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The only thing I ever want to hit. Um I say the one thing I'm still not thrilled about with the PlayStation is the fact that all like a random smattering of my games and apps are in a horizontal line from yeah. the home screen. I mean, and it's not she, random. It's, the, it's yeah. based on your the recentness you've right. used it. Recentness? Sure. Yep. That, that's all a word. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it's a minor gripe for an otherwise really, really good UX. Yeah, I mean, um, best part about it is it's, it's fast. Yes, it's... It's so fast. Like, it's just... And then I use the Xbox. And the Xbox here. is a convoluted piece Dude, of garbage. Dude, I, I bought Bioshock on PlayStation because of how much better I like the UX on PlayStation. It's I, oh, yeah, go ahead, bud. Well, I was just gonna say on that topic. Last night I was playing Recore, and I got I got done playing, <laughs> and I broke my Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I got to the point where I was done playing and said, "Oh, I want to see like what achievements I got." The, <laughs> yeah, good luck. Right? It's it's it, layer upon layer of convoluted bullshit. And all this weird social stuff that they're trying to build that I can't imagine people actually use. No, and it's just it it it. it I couldn't tell you how to get there. It is a <laughs> terrible, convoluted mess to find what you're looking for in that environment. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a terrible user experience. It's a poor, piss poor UI. I and here's another one. And it's slow. It's it's, and slow. it's disgu- Like it's it's so slow that you see the frames of animation, and that's where I'm just like. What the fuck? Yeah. Also, I sat down on summer to open Netflix on Alex's Xbox, and I had to get up and leave because I just couldn't I couldn't open Xbox. I mean, Netflix. <laughs> Xbox yeah. open. I will say the Netflix app on the Xbox is very good. Well, it's universal. It's universal right. And he, well, so, it's a good ass. I, I have another problem with, with that. It, yeah, Dan. Oh, Sit I got down, counting. So it's it's really good. I love the Netflix UX, except for the fact that both my queue and things and like continue watching for some reason are in different places every time I open Netflix up. They're bad about that. You, you're you also very organized. Like your Netflix Showtime is, is organized. Yeah. Showtime is, is worse about that. Yeah. Well, and, and I wish HBO would standardize there. But, so, the, the PSN, anyway, PSN UX, um, I really, I like everything about it except for the fact that they changed the call-out notifications to have a white background. And for some reason, that bothers me. Oh, the pop-ups? Uh-huh. And uh. I, um... Okay. I have a hard what time. What were they with, before? Dark blue. Uh, I think they're black. Okay. And I have a hard time with white backgrounds with uh, lighter colored fonts because it's hard for me to see the difference in color. Yeah. Same thing with with like if you're gonna do a black background with white font, it needs to be a thicker or a heavier font. Right. If I'm if I have my contacts in or I, and I have my gla- my my glasses were my current prescription, I'd be I have fine. a telescope. But I'm like I'm well, I have a hard time seeing like that's yeah. the way it is. To totally. that point, Mason, not obviously not playing PlayStation hardly ever, but when I was playing Journey this morning, and I, di- I didn't know that it didn't used to be white callouts, 
Um, but when I would get a, what are they called? Badges on yeah. PSN. When I would unlock trophy. one of those things, trophies, trophies. Yeah. when I would do one of those things this morning when I was playing journey, um, that white call out, I found incredibly distracting because right. white draws your eye so quickly yeah. mm-hmm. that it pulls you, especially in a game like journey where it's so much about the visuals and it's so much about the immersion in feeling the, the, the way that you're in that game that to pull your eye to a white call out like that. I, I agree. That was well, distracting. Yeah, yeah, I think it's weird. I think Microsoft, when they originally had the achievement thing, they put it in the lower third in the center. You know what I mean? And I think that's a really good point where PSN puts it in the top left. So at least in games, you're usually you're usually looking at the center of the screen for the most part. Um, I have a complaint about that. At no point owning a 360 or an Xbox One have I known how to turn have that Have I ever gotten an achievement? <laughs> oh, have I ever known how to turn that off? Like if I'm watching a movie yeah. and like... Someone know, logs in. Yeah, bloop bloop. So and so is online. Like, okay. And all of Alex's friends are like, "Raid your boner five thousand and you're like watching a sad movie. <laughs> <laughs> my my friends are all those names too. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I wasn't a site against you. No uh, one of his friends are named Raid your boner. Do you, do you know? I I I wish. You guys have like any really really good bad friend my account My stepbrother's names? name is no. Dean of Doom, and that one just cracks me up. <laughs> Dean of Doom. Yeah. Is it's his been name the same. Dean? No. It's like a school ben. Dean. Ben. Ben. His name's Ben. You ben. Know, ben Dean. You know my you, Xbox Live account name is Burgundy Bandit. Oh. Yeah, I know that because I have one friend on Windows <laughs> and it's Burgundy Bandit, and I always say, "I'm like, who the fuck is Burgundy Bandit?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's Dan." It's Dan. And Chelsea um, Small. Yep. I have a friend uh, named uh, a Crazy Clown. Is With it a K? No, but it's what, so, what the it's fuck? Totally what the fuck? Should be a K. <laughs> yeah. You blew it, dude. That one's no good. And then I knew a guy in college who had uh, pwned in the face. Oh. Yeah, that was pretty that's bad. That's pretty lame. Yeah. Remember when that word was a big deal? P-W-N-E-D, yeah. You know what word I hate right now? What? Bye. I hate it. I hate bye, Felicia. It. No. Bye. 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 Yeah. Try living in Los Angeles for three months. Oh. It was uh, what you're saying. Let me tell you something. You about. hate the vocal fry and expressive lengthening. I do after Friday Forum, I don't think I want to meet like anyone that. from L.A. ever again. Um, <laughs> and I will go on record as saying that. Uh, that man yeah, is, that is, Brad is, Grossman but, is a terrible public speaker. Ooh. I mean, I... I no. Right it, across the bow. Well, no. And it's, nope. it's, 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 it's a offensive because, I mean, if he presented that at Brand Center, they would have failed his assignment. They would have chewed him out. Like, we he made are, no we, points. We are, we are so... They develop... I mean, if you learn anything at Brand Center, you learn how to make a point succinctly yep. and quickly in a presentation format uh-huh and like that's one of the soft skills they give you and it's probably why their work gets sold through a lot yeah. and, this, and this guy is who yeah, good he, he runs a um digital magazine called zeitguide that apparently comes out only once a year um and is about um marketing trends and and future predicting and i glanced at his website and i looked at all of it and it kind of just reeks of bullshit he's a, the man is a bullshit artist okay i mean I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, well, we'll actually, we'll, you know what? I haven't seen his product. Right. And I haven't seen whether I would find his product useful or not. So I can't say that. Based on his presentation, the failure to make any succinct point or point in any direction of actionability or usability. And I, since I have to photograph the Friday forums, I'm, I'm not, I'm never pulling my phone out. Right, I'm. I I'm sitting to, next to Dan on my oh, phone all the time. My, Dan is like dying because I have to be paying attention. <laughs> right, to you have thing. to be concentrated. And I still cannot tell you a single point that he made that wasn't something along the lines of like this is I do this and I talk about this oh but I also do this and talk about this the two things I remember were one 
He made a very offensive statement about white males being unable to take their bias out of um, product development and how not only is that not possible, but they're going to develop a future that specifically neglects people of other races and genders. Wait, I don't wait. Yeah. Wrap your head around. He was talking about he was talking about AI and he was saying how it's a problem that the only people developing AI are white men, not because we need more perspective, but because he was he was implying that it is incapable for white men to not create automated intelligence that disenfranchises other races and genders. And I had severe issues with that. If, okay. if I had been there, I had an excuse absence, but if I had been there, I would have stopped him because that makes me so angry. I have a doctor's note. <laughs> I can't go to this bullshit um, presentation. And then the I other, was flying drones. The, the, other, the other big takeaway uh, is that he always feels self-conscious about what's on his computer screen because one time he was showing someone on his phone and his grinder profile came up and then he talked about grinder for about 10 minutes. Was it his grinder profile or was it someone else's? I thought it was his grinder profile. Wait, was someone he showing else someone his phone during the presentation? I mean, if it was his grinder profile, some of the things he said too that would have been considered offensive might have been more in character. I'm uh, not in character, but like made. I don't know. He was just out of control. Like he just. He, but the, he the wasn't worst, making salient. The points. worst point was that it, it sounded like a, like it was just a really poorly organized thing and it was like a big donor campaign that day so a bunch of brand center people were there and it was like as a student i felt kind of embarrassed like that it was that level of like and like normally the friday forums are spectacular they are incredibly like encouraging but also like you take away stuff from it like Mm -hmm. yeah and it sucks because you have the you know the the ceo of ddb who's the former head of product at coke wendy dorsey yeah yeah incredible like and you know and then you have this guy trying and, to try and, and then you have this guy you have her come in and, and 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 do her speech and then you have this guy try to talk about feminism in the most like disrespectful way possible and it was just like Ugh, and just stop with other friday forums that may not be good at least many of them you get to see some work or process or, or process yeah. or something that you can take away from it this had literally nothing of substance. Was he just talking about himself, basically? Well, he was talking about dropping. himself, and he was name-dropping, and he was, hey, these are some of the things that I do. And he's like, have you guys heard of ad blockers? Does anyone know what an ad blocker is? Hey, and then you. explaining what an ad blocker is for 10 minutes. Yeah. And then, like, trying to explain the difference between fads and trends and using an analogy where he goes, like, a fad <laughs> is like a man bun. Do you guys all know what a man bun is? And then when no one raised their hand, he proceeded to explain what a man bun was for 10 minutes rather than say, okay, you guys know what a man bun is. A man bun is a fad. Changing your appearance over time as a man is a trend. Moving on. He didn't do that. He decided to focus on what a man bun was for 10 fucking minutes. And it was a he waste of everyone's around the audience time. And seen, like, a handful he, of man buns. He, he could not read an audience to save his life. Hmm. He could not read an audience to save his life. We should life. make a TV show about he that. He should have known... <laughs> that the room full of people staring at him were not on board with anything he was doing. Right. The moment he asked a question that was basic for anyone who's getting a master's degree in marketing and nobody raises their hand because they didn't want to participate, it's not because they don't know what he's talking about. Right. He should have read the room and changed his approach. Mm. That's, that's a lot of professors in my experience, though. Mm. Yeah, but this... No, but I'm not, not excusing. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not our, not, and I'm not trying to like put Branson on a pedestal, but like... There is an expectation of quality, and this was below it. Sure, and I think that they 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 shape their student body to think a certain way, and this is the reaction that they get. The for professor it. that we have that gets paid tens <laughs> of thousands of dollars to come in for a week and teach people how to talk got up and left fifteen minutes into it because he just couldn't handle it. 
And he goes to every single Friday Forum. I probably couldn't handle it either. Yeah, it was the way you're describing it. Um, it The head of the head of the brand center gave. Like I am like. It was. I kind of want to see it for the spectacle, but like it's also going to go down in history as like as long as I'm not doing that, I'm good to go. The head of the the head of the brand center, um, apparently offered repeated outs. Like you know, I know one time, one time. Okay, she offered it now, which she has never done before. She did it with a another one. Um, but what's your name? The executive Elaine director? Spivak. Yeah. Huh? Helene Spivak. Okay. Yeah. Am I saying that right? I think it's Spivak. Helene Spivak. And, Spivak. She's, and what sucks is that she gave an, an intro before the student intro happened. And she's a very confident, well-spoken individual. So that also doesn't help because she's a, just, she's been pitching her whole life, you know? Yeah. And her job for Branson is to go out and like sell Branson. So. And she's a brilliant, accomplished woman. I, so I heard. It, it just frustrated me that she was so... Enthusiastic about wanting mm. to have this man speak. Yeah. She, I think she mistook someone for whom she had a personal relationship as someone who would have a successful. Well, we don't know. Public, we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't know. We don't know. That. That's what I said. I think. I, That's sure, why I said. I, I, agree, I, think. I agree. I agree. I, I think that, like the the main the the my you know it just is bad. Yeah. It's really <laughs> it's so bad. The main takeaway here is that most of the time we have some pretty solid Friday form speakers. Oh man, I'm still like hungover and, and, from it. And though. Not only, not only do we have pretty solids, I would say that there are people who change your perspective. Oh, absolutely, in a massive way, if done right. Not everyone does, but we have had some Friday Forum speakers where I can still vividly remember thinking, "Holy shit, that's a new way for me to look at how I do my business, my process, my the way I think about things." Mm-hmm. Um, and wow, the fact my that man that, bun, my man yep. bun. <laughs> Um, the fact that, that someone that accomplished would come and talk to us, or in the case of last week, the fact that someone who is accomplished in their own right, in their own small right. circle of entrepreneurial endeavors in a small city like Richmond, yet knows how to present that as shit, man. Those people know every word that comes out of their mouth because they have to live day to day knowing everything that they do, everything that they are, yeah. right? And so you, you compare it to someone like that who is not as the title may not be there. They yeah. may not have, you know, tutored Academy award winning producers, but they offer oh something God. of value for me to sit there and spend an hour and a half of my time that I'm paying for. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. To learn. Yeah. And the, the normally I would be like, like hesitant to like throw, throw stones in my glass. house. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was that bad. And it was that, it was that over, like it was, it was that, um, just inconsiderate of our intelligence and the intelligence of like and any audience would be like offended by like this guy, you know? Um, and I think, and I'm, I'm as frustrated with him. I mean, sure. He walked into it, you know what I mean? But I'm as frustrated that the the brand center and what I would more channel my frustration is that the brand center would allow that. Yeah. But one misfire out of all, and there's usually one dud a semester. I'd say. Yeah. That's about right. But out of, I mean, for the, 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 the end, ju- I mean, the end justifies the means. No, no? It's, it's it's that the comparison. <laughs> the sum is the better than the parts. I don't know. The, yeah, the, the sum is the, the whole. Is, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Well, that's and not a bird in the hand with the part over here and, and, and sh- get a BB gun and kill. You'll shoot your eye out. <laughs> yeah, something like it's that. It's worth sitting through one crappy session for the other right. And 10 last week we had two brand center entrepreneurs that came and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Like it was just I was like, yup, you guys got it. You're the shit. Yeah, <laughs> a plus. Well, and like you know, it's two it's two very different things. Like one's got like a small scale, like essentially 
personal heart like he's, he's he just loves this stuff and he's just, just slowly chipping away at it and one guy's trying to scale up very quickly um and it's two just really smart dudes hmm. that came from the brand theaters yeah. <laughs> dan you're playing record i'm playing record <laughs> yeah um talk about record well so let's talk Wait. about record uh so as, as you know i'm sure anyone listening knows and we've talked we've kind of mentioned it a little bit here on the podcast really mixed reviews on this game um i think if you if you look at the average it still comes out to like a 6.5 or a 7.5 somewhere in there um i've seen as high as nine and a half out of ten or and i've seen as low as i think someone gave it like a five and a half um but by and large it's coming in around the like seven which for me you know is enough for me to say well there are reviewers whom i may or may not agree with and so I kind of need to find out for myself. It looks interesting enough for me. It's only 40 bucks. Let's give it a try. So bought this game yesterday. Um, I would like to get into, before I talk about the game, I would actually like to say, I was mentioning this to Alex this morning. I had, as I've said on the podcast before, I've, I'm generally pretty pro GameStop. I don't, I have a, in terms of a brand, I know Mason does not like GameStop. I know Alex, you kind of not a big fan of GameStop. Uh, Mason, or uh, Dylan, I'm not sure if, if you really have, an opinion about that about them as a retailer. I don't. I don't shop there, but I mean, some of the yeah. practices are kind of gross. But well, I don't. so here, that's what I want to talk about. That's where I fall. I mm-hmm. I have never had that experience there. I've always had really helpful customer service at GameStops, and I've always enjoyed just going in and and being able to kind of do my thing and check stuff out. But I went in. Uh, I knew exactly what I wanted. I wanted Recore and the Bioshock collection, and so I went up to the, the front and uh, to the desk or the um, counter, and. The, the bird in the hand. Girl in front of me was taking care of someone, and she was mentioning to the person in front of me, "Hey, would you be interested in warranty for your discs? It's three bucks a disc. Um, if you break it or anything like that, we'll replace it." He was like, "No, okay, no, thank you." Okay, so guy comes out to help me from behind her. Uh, I tell him what I want. He grabs them. He adds the warranty to my purchase without asking me and just says, oh, and I've got the warranty on there for you. It's three bucks a disc. Uh, this is what it covers. This is what it covers. This is what it covers. Your total comes to one eleven. And I'm like, wait, wait, what, what just happened? Because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not someone who would purchase these warranties. I take care of my games. This, nothing's going to happen to the, no, you're just not, you're not an idiot. Yeah, like, they're, right. they're also and, bullshit. And, yeah. and, like, I'm not, you know, and then you're not before I even have a chance to address it. And he's like, Oh, and, and what's your, what's your GameStop power up rewards number. So I give him that. Oh, well, you know what? You need to renew that. There's this, this, that let's make sure we get that done today. And I'm like, no, I'm not interested. And he's like, Oh, but if you do it today, you're missing out on a lot of money. Like you really need to do this soon. And I was just like, dude, what is going on? And to the point where I ended up paying for the warranties because I was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. I don't know. I was so taken wow. aback. I was so taken aback That's by That's how they get you. And, and, and I I'm will. I'm surprised that, you know. I will never buy. I, I won't say never, but I'm going to be significantly more hesitant to buy games from GameStop going forward. Because this was a... You should leave a Yelp review. It was oh. such a bad... No, Alex. <laughs> you should go on Swarm. Um, Yelp, to me, Yelp reviews, especially of retailers... <laughs> I think Alex should just lean into this like evil persona <laughs> he's starting to develop. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean starting? starting. That's true. You're right. I'm sorry. A- Alex is a cartoon villain. Um, I'm swearing my mustache right <laughs> now. i your mustache and typing away at Yelp. <laughs> um, but no, I'm no, starting a subreddit but called, you know the, what? You, you, called you d- Fuck You, man. There is something you have to say there, Alex, that I think is, is valid is that we don't have to just stand by and pretend like this poor experience didn't happen. Um, I have other places I can buy my games 
And for me, I would rather, instead of writing a review, because that takes some of my time, and I think that Yelp, a lot of people don't use it for retail. Um, but what I do think is that I can I can speak with my dollars. And, and this is a company that is obviously having problems financially anyway. And so mm-hmm. the business person in me looks at this. And, th- and this was a constant. When I had restaurant clients, when I was consulting for clients, and when I when I was operating my own restaurants, um, there is there are a lot of restaurateurs because the margins are so low. Uh, I mean, a, a successful restaurant, you're making six cents on every dollar that comes in the door, and that's before you pay taxes and have depreciation. So restaurants are not profitable, hmm. but you can do it the right way. But because there's such a slim margin, there are a lot of restaurateurs who are so convinced with the bottom line that they cut corners where they should not cut corners, and they forget about the fact that the hospitality industry or the sales industry are first and foremost, a customer experience-based business. And if you make the cuts in a way that the customer experience will be sacrificed, or even you effective. are not I mean, even, helping even, your business. Like, and we talked about this the other day. You know what I mean? When, when um, what, and you were talking about just now with what, you know, you're not going to write a review, but like, mm-hmm. I think that moving forward, it's as retail experiences and, and, and as anything that you're leaving your house to do that you're not in control of, like, I think that, people are going to be much more selective of where they're going. I yes. think they're going to go out. They're going to seek more retail things like that, but they're going to go to the ones because people will, will start, you know, if they have a bad experience buying games at GameStop, they can just go to Target, which they're already having a positive retail That's, experience. That's right. why I already do that. And right. Exactly. And like you, you enjoy the loop of going to Target for whatever reason. And I do too. I, right. do too. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like we both enjoy no, that. No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm not saying like you, or, you fucking idiot enjoy Target. I'm saying like, <laughs> I, th- I think a good experience <laughs> or a good example there is, um, well, I think back to the first back to the business thing, it's it's it becomes so blatantly obvious that this this is a mandate for quotas from a regional manager to sell. If you're the person who sells X amount of warranties in a given month, you're going to win something. Right. Yeah. So that when it's that par- blatantly apparent, you lose the authenticity of what the brand is standing for. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's what power you, to the players, to your, I know to your point, though, I think Best Buy is a good example, not for their video game purchase, but for. Um, the way that they are now setting up, there's like a Sony section, an Apple section, a Samsung section where these brands are paying. This is how Best there was Buy an is Oculus transitioning. Rep at the, brands, the Best Buy I bought the Oculus from. There was a gear yeah. VR at the one and, I was in. And it's it's a way to make the the retail experience. Um, it's it's less about the buying and more about the product research phase, mm-hmm. and, and in a way where you can provide excellent customer service. Um, and, and if you do so and they're there and you can convince them to be comfortable with this purchase while they're there and there's no reason for them to go online if it's the same price, that's how you're going to secure brick and mortar sales and customer retention and loyalty over the long term because you are creating a space that people want to go to through a proper user experience. Right. For me, with this user experience that I had buying this game at GameStop, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm like, you... Are, we all know that GameStop is having a hard time right now. This is the exact opposite direction they should be taking their business from a business standpoint because ultimately this is what is going to either drive me to other brick-and-mortar retailers or it's what's going to drive me to do most of my purchases online. And the only reason I didn't buy this online is because the mixed reviews on Recore, you wanted the opportunity I to wanted the opportunity to, to resell it or return it or, or whatnot. I got a question. All right, no, I have a statement. I think the... um. I think the reason Best Buy kind of has a good rep in terms of the video game uh, business is because they used to be the only bastion of first day purchases. Because yeah. you would go to GameStop and be like, hey, I want to buy this. Did you pre-order it? No. Well, then we don't have it for you. Okay, I'll go drive to the, the Best Buy. Best Buy and pick yeah. one up. Yeah. What's so weird to me about that is that like, I never, I, I mean, Charlottesville has a 
big enough scene that like there would be lines and like but i never was like they were always like just go to the GameStop on on rye road and you're good which is funny but the one thing that's funny about best buy is i think that what best buy did is that there was a span of years um around 2010 when people were like best buy suffering from the showroom problem where best buy is a showroom for amazon purchases and yeah. um i think meant like a car showroom like what's no. gonna take to get you in one of these tvs <laughs> today i, I think well, the reason you're seeing these these brands in there like that because best buy leaned into it um and said yeah guys you need us we're gonna sell more of your product whether or not we're selling it in store or not doesn't matter and then they just became warehouses and yeah. that's what they are now and they just move product mm-hmm. around the country and and best buy was hemorrhaging and, and- money hemorrhaging money into it like they were like about like they're on the brink yeah. warehouses and customer service centers I, I've had problems with Best Buy, but I, well, and I agree, and I'm not saying that Best Buy is doing everything perfectly, but I'm, I'm gonna saying have a problem with every retail that sells tech because I'm going to be like, dude, I, I promise you, I know what I need. Just let me do my, and like that's why the Apple Store just fucking kills me. Like yeah. I'm just like, yeah. I don't. But what do you go to the Apple Store to buy? I go when I need, and I'm like, when I know my hard drive has been, um, like it comes out of its carriage, and I'm like, I know this is what's happening. Take it back there because it's happened to my two other MacBook Pros before and your shitty fucking hard, uh, hard drive mount always fails because I throw my laptop around because I'm a student. God. And it's like, you need to get on the list. Did you make a reservation? Uh, but they're cool. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Apple Store's fine. I, I'm, I'm, um, but anyway, so that I just want to buy you one of their like hex screwdrivers that lets you fix stuff yourself. I, for, I actually have Christmas. some of those. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. I've got well, the, ones, the I've got the ones for my phone. They're for the air. So I don't know if they're big enough for that. That's what I should do, though. A whole set should work. Um. But anyway, yeah, I just I wanted to bring that up because I think that for all of us here, you know, we're interested in business. We're interested in obviously video games, and and so <laughs> yeah, um, and so I think I think it warrants kind of talking about that because it 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 kind of disappointed me because I've been a defender of GameStop when a lot of my friends have. When well, you've been the vocal away. defender on this podcast, I have been, and 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 it and it's not that I think anyone from GameStop is going to listen to this podcast, but in the event that they do. It's the it's, guy that sold it to you. Like, oh my god! What <laughs> have I it's, done? It's, 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 seriously, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like they, they, I would hope that they would look at this and say, um, you know, this is. I am I an expert in the very specifics of retail video game sales? No, but I am at this point uh, an expert in customer experiences. I've been consulting on this for years. Um, I've been managing successfully at yeah, this no, for I years. Think, I think, oh, I think and, and I've, I've been playing video games for years. Like think, these are, these are two areas of interest for me that I consider myself very knowledgeable. And, and I think, um, you know, if someone from GameStop is listening, I do hope that they reevaluate the direction they're going because they're alienating people who could be loyal fans and, and, and raving fans that would instead be inciting people to go purchase things at their locations rather than driving them away. But, um, the, the thing that's interesting is that, you know, and I, I think you're right about lo- approaching it from an egg, like a, a consulting business. But I do think that, like, as a gamer, that you had a bad experience is probably the most. Like, I think that's where they need to, mm-hmm. like, that's where you're damaging your business. Because I do think that word of mouth and, like, the video game community is so quick to rally around points. You know what I mean? Like, they collect around it. And I think that the video game community kind of got on the hate wagon with GameStop a few years ago. And it just, it, they haven't For been sure. able to course correct. And that's their fault. That's yep, their fault. It is. The perception of their company is their fault. Absolutely. Because of experiences like you had. And, and it hurts them and at the same time it doesn't because, I mean, they're the only... Right. They're the that's monopoly. The, the, they're the, you know, they're the last print newspaper. They can do whatever they want. So, yeah. Um, I feel some of those practices seem very similar to, like, uh, telecom companies. Like, yeah. Right now I'm being charged 10 bucks a month for a Verizon router that I didn't buy, nor is in my house. Now you're going to buy a router. 
I have one. I've had one for years. Then why are you paying for the router? Because they said, oh, we have to put this on there when the tech guy comes in. You can buy your own modem. No, there's no no modem for Fios. I have all my own gear. Everything's good. They charge me for one, and I told him I didn't want it. And then the tech on the phone says, when the tech comes out to install it, you need to tell him that you don't want this so he will take it off. Did they take it off? Nope. Well, that, that sounds like something they like. No, yeah, I, I just need shady. to call him, but I'm saying that that's... Oh, oh, oh. I was like, well, that sounds kind of illegal. Yeah. No, you're right. Whatever. Um, but Fios is dope. <laughs> I don't pay so, the extra 10. I yeah. am so happy with Fios still. I, I am as well. But um, but yeah, it's it's for sure. I think all the points that we're making about, about this and GameStop and all that. Um, Alex, this is where the evil persona steps in. Oh, I can laugh. I can laugh. I can't defend GameStop. Fuck that. Yeah. But anyway, uh. um, back to video games. Wait, I, I, wait. My um, my former boss was a manager at a GameStop. I can get him to come in if you want to hear Ooh, ta- tales from. Cool. I would tales from the front line. Tales from Borderlands. Really cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd be like down to hear for that. that. Um, he has, he told me some good ones when he. Uh, when I still worked as long as he can do it legally without getting in trouble as long as he hasn't signed any kind of NDAs or anything like that yeah can he uh explain to me why GameStop has been the same exact looking store for like 20 years (laughs) right it's like if it's like walking into a blockbuster I'm like I've been walking into the same GameStop speaking of time is a flat circle have you seen that video of the guy that breaks into the abandoned blockbuster in Texas like a week ago what no he breaks into a blockbuster that hasn't been touched since the store closed down mm-hmm. and it is a pristine untouched blockbuster so he is just walking through the aisles and there's just like Wii games just in their oh, cases they didn't even get rid of the oh, no, all the stock's wow. still in there wow it's crazy that what how does that even it's like a museum it's a time capsule that's pretty sweet yeah god and i have you know what's funny about that too is i have such fond memories of I renting video games at blockbuster when i was a kid i re- i remember um before, i was a hollywood video guy but, but you know the, the, yeah. going and getting a game in a movie yeah, or something. that was the best um before i bought my virtual boy block the way they were trying to roll it out was by convincing people to rent the system at, at yep. blockbuster and so you could rent a virtual boy system and it came in this giant like pelican case um for how I, much i i think it, i want to say that it, it they were I think it was like you pay the game rental fee $5, and they would rent you the, the system for free for a night okay. or something like that. And you just paid a deposit on they it. They made all their monies in the late fees. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was it was Nintendo really trying. They partnered with Blockbuster to try to be the way that they convinced people they to try the system. They were tight for years. Um, they were. Games would come out but, first of Blockbuster. But I remember like there are games. I, I remember what, six months ago or whatever when we made that list of all the games we've ever played. Um, yes. And I remember there were a lot of games on that list that I'm like, I know I've played this game a lot that I love that I and I never owned. And it's because I rented it over and over you, again at Blockbuster. You want to know how many times I've probably rented Fallout 3? Really? I probably rented yeah. that like a dozen times. Really? I probably paid twice the MSRP yeah, I was saying, of Fallout I, I, 3. <laughs> Super, Super Return of the Jedi was one that I, I nice. rented the living shit out of and I don't know how I didn't own. But It was PsyOps for me. Yeah, oh, that's a great game. That's an amazing game. That's yeah. a sweet game. Um, that's how I learned what pyromancy was. Same. So I want to hear about Recore. So let's talk about Recore. So I mentioned the the reviews let's and the skepticism and, and why I bought it the way I did. Um, okay, so first off, I, I will say just straight out for me, Copy. no, it is not a great game, but it is not a bad game. Um, I put I would say about five hours into it now. Um, it it immediately feels old school without feeling old 
Um, the graphics feel good. There are these gorgeous vistas. I think it's got a look. I like the look of it. I like the look of it too. It's, like one, of, it's one of the main things that drove me to want it. Um, I like the character. I like her character. I love her character and I love her interaction with the robot companion, uh, Mac, um, the dog, basically the, the canine robot. Um, it's just, it's, it's a cool interaction and, uh, and, and it's a compelling enough story to start with that I haven't gotten too deeply into. Um, but basically she wakes up out of a cryostasis after 200 years and being on this planet wakes up. It's just her and a bunch of robots and the robots are kind of going haywire. Um, and she's got some like travel logs from her father. Who's a scientist. Wait, and- wait, 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 wait. There's a video game in 2016 with audio logs. It's not all well. The, no, no, no. It's 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 their video logs. It's like in cutscenes. She's watching oh, these videos. Damn it. Um, but uh, but, but Dan closes his that eyes. That being said, so they're like audio. Logs. There are collectible audio logs that you can find. Hey. Okay. So it's like it's a cliche. In and games, one of them is what, what I like about this. One of them is from this robot that doesn't speak English. So when you find the audio log, it's just it like. Speak? It's just like some weird robot. Like, yeah, I thought it was going to be like, Deamlo. Deamlo Lopez. It's just like, like that idea that there's no. a Spanish-speaking robot. <laughs> that would, like be, that would be fantastic. Yeah, start, oh, my God. That was a great sequence. Sorry, um, no, it's fine. Um, but oh. yeah, so it's... it's. Um, but let's get to the core of the game, I think. For <laughs> the, the record. Hey! Ooh. I like what I did there. Uh, the, I want to it's, it's a pretty I systems-driven game. Myself. It's The mechanics are really good. The controls feel great. Um, it, the platforming aspect of it, like jumping, just feels good. That, I like those, it. Those studios can make good jumping. I, yes, first person um, jumping is hard to do. And I know that's not that game. I know, I know. But Metroid Prime, yes, first yes, person for sure. All right. So who made this? Uh, so this is this made. So it's the studio that made it. Is um Dan? Do you know? It's uh I forget the name, but fuck. it's it's the the primary developer is the guy who developed Metroid Prime. The the creative head, the lead guy, yes. is the Metroid Prime lead. Okay, yes. and it's his studio, whatever it is. And then concept, it's con- it's like Nenji, Nenji Mukami or something like that. No, 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 no. So it's Kenji Nafudo, um, and he's mm-hmm. the guy Nafue. that made Mega Man Nafude. Um, Shinji Mukami is the Resident Evil guy. Oh, okay. I'm um, sorry. The concept essentially. Capcom. No, 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 no. Concept no. is its own entity. I know, I know, but who? Microsoft. Oh, it is. Com- it is concept. No, but concept. So concept is the publisher. Is the same same way that Platinum. No. What? I'm trying to think of a way to put this. Concept is no Microsoft's publisher. Yes. It's two studios. The studio that oh, really right. developed the game is run by the Metroid Prime guy. Okay. Concept is the essentially concept narrative that stuff, but I'm. That relationship, and if you listen to his interview on Game Informer, it sounds like it was mostly the Metroid guy studio. That's why I figured, since they're the developer. Right. Like, um, it yeah. just made the concept it, sound like the idea of people. It feels like a, a GameCube-era Metroid-type game, for well, sure. And, and a lot of the positivity coming out around that game has been like, this. we haven't played a game like this yes. in a while, and they're they're adding some new stuff to the table. And um, that's what I like about it is yeah. it feels instantly familiar yet bulky enough. And, and also is keeping it, in mind, keeping in mind that it's a $40 game, right? And so I think a lot of the criticism that's been leveraged against this game is that it lacks in substance and just ultimately feels systematic. Um, but the systems work and they work well and they're fun. Like finding these blueprints to do these mods on your, on your companion and finding you have to, when one of the cool things about the battle mechanic that I really like, when you when you're facing these rogue um, uh, robots, 
is each of the robots is powered by an energy core and one of three colors, blue, red, or yellow. And the um, you ultimately have a choice to extract that core and harness that energy for yourself, which you can put into your companions, or you can destroy the robot and take the parts. And so depending on what it is oh, you're trying to cool. build and how do you want to buff up your companion and level them up, or do you want to build new customizable like your dog's has a, it has a head it has a front leg set a back leg set and the different blueprints but, you find um can allow it to have different uh booths in different categories and that sort of thing um and, and so ultimately you need parts and mm-hmm. it's like well do i do i want to upgrade their existing stats in terms of their attack their defense or their energy or or do i um use the the parts and and kind of upgrade them using the blueprints that i found so that's a cool mechanic i like that a lot um the environments are really cool and it's a lot of dungeon diving so it's like you find a dungeon and you go into it and you dive it you dive dive it (laughs) um but they'd separate their dungeons into kind of battle arena ones uh they have what are called traverse ones which are all about platforming jumping and all that kind of stuff um, and then they have uh, another one. I think it's called an, an adventure dungeon, and I'm not really sure. I haven't figured out what that is yet. Um, but going on an adventure for going on an adventure, yeah. Uh, but you know the animations are cool. I like the I like the enemies. Uh, some of the like boss battles that I've had so far, which again uh, to me makes it feel there's an element of old school games that I love that relate to very distinct boss battles, especially with kind of that Japanese style. Think the 3d legend of Zelda games in terms of how they present boss battles or the resident evil games. Um, the things I like about those boss battles carries over into this. And it's, it's that, you know, you get in the room, the door slams shut behind you. You're in this big cavern and it's a close up of the, of the thing that you're about to fight. And the name comes across the bottom of the screen oh, or yeah. something like that. Right. Big spider crawls yeah, across the ceiling. Exactly. Um, so it's, it's that kind of feel to it. And, and I like that and it feels distinct and, huge trucks of land um <laughs> that, that joke's not gonna play it's um, all right. so you're on so anyway they uh they do a really good job with that um i will say one of the comments that I, that had been kind of leveraged against the game also was that you, it feels like you're walking around a lot just to get a few things um it's got the Darksiders syndrome. Yeah, it does have and it does have a bit of that, but honestly, I was expecting a way bigger map based on all the things I'd read where it was like I was expecting to just have to walk for 20 minutes before I found the things I was looking for. The areas are close together and there's teleporting. So it's not that big of a deal. The one thing I will say that I had also read and is true, the load times are bad. The load times yeah. are I heard they not pull you out of the experience. Yeah. <laughs> um I heard, I heard they're like it like aggressively like two bad. It's to the point where when I first booted the game up, I thought my system froze because it just pulled up a black screen mm-hmm. and a loading icon, and I was like, "What? What the fuck's going on?" I wonder why that. I wonder if it's loading a bunch of. And episodes. so I'd heard that a patch that came out had fixed that, and so now I'm really concerned because I, if I downloaded the patch and this is better, I can only imagine how bad it was. When it first came out, it's probably gonna be a rolling thing. Like and and on. and that would be my thought on this. I'm hoping that it does improve. Now that being said, the loading times are not so bad that I would not recommend this game. And the loading times are only in between areas, and the areas do feel kind of self-contained. So when you go from one to the other, yes, you're waiting, but it's not like you have to, um, 
completely pull yourself out like you're halfway through a dungeon and all of a sudden you're just like what the fuck's going on um but it's it's, it's a good sense of scope to the, the planet that you're on far eden uh i really love the look of the main character jewel i think she's um you got to get off jaku She's actually, I was thinking that when Whoa, I was, go back there, was to there was this one point where I was playing and there's like this ship that's buried in the sand and you're like jumping on it to get parts. It really does. You, it really does feel like you're right. That's, that's cool. um, but I'm cool I, I, with that. I, I, I like that. And there's this, sense of, I don't, I don't mind also like expanses of land and games. No, I like desolation. So games. I, I, I like being alone. You like big trash. And so journey is the other game I played this week. Um, Tee it off to me after that. after you talk about yours. What's that? Tee it off to me. Uh, I will. I'll, yeah. Um, <laughs> you got plan this segue. Right, yeah, yeah, ping pong. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Let's go. But let's let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. Record first. Yeah, want to hear more about? Um, so just recore. final final thoughts on it. Um, for for now, and I'll let you guys know more as I play more. Um, for me, for a forty dollar game that had kind of mixed reviews, I am pleasantly surprised. I think it's enjoyable. I think. Uh, you know, as someone who, you know, like Banjo Kazooie is one of my favorite games of all time, um, simply by virtue of the fact that it has personality and all of this kind of collecting and platforming and stuff. The one thing I will say about this game right now is that it it has enough personality to keep me interested, but it's not like that level of personality that a game like Banjo Kazooie has. So Jewel doesn't transform Jewel into a truck, into a submarine. <laughs> right. She doesn't washing, like washing dryer. Right. A really weird um, walk cycle. <laughs> so I, I, I will say that I think the massive amount of collection and exploration and stuff like that, that is inherent to these types of, of platformers and shooters, um, could use a little more beefing up, but I also, you know, I'm only five hours into it, which to be five hours into it and still feel like I've got a lot of game ahead of me for a $40 game, I think is, is a good thing. Yeah. Uh, now again, I, I, have a plan I, about that too. I don't yeah. think, I don't think length of games and money are always equate. And I think journey, which I'm about to talk to is a great example of that. But, uh, and we've talked about it with firewatch, but, uh, I think that, you know, I think for me for 40 bucks for a game that makes me feel there's a little bit of a nostalgia for me having played a lot of that N64 GameCube era games um, mm-hmm. that kind of takes me back to that, but it still feels fresh and new and snappy and the controls are good. And I love, I love a good jump. Like I, there's, to me, there's nothing worse than playing a third person game with a jump that doesn't feel good. And the jumping in this game just feels good. And the auto, the auto lock on your enemies, the way you like, the controls in the game work and they work well. Got that crunch. It's yeah, it feels good. <laughs> oh, um, crunchy. I love it. I need a razor band crunch. No, you should, regular razor you band. Say, have you played Destiny at all? I have a little bit. The I need to play more. Of crunchy. That game, yeah, that, that heard, jump in I've that heard. game is just like, oh, I want to jump yeah. everywhere. So, um, but I will say one of the downsides for me that I think, um, of all the four of us on this podcast, of the th- of the three of you guys, I think the person who may enjoy the game the most might be Mason. Um, because right now I don't know if there's enough narrative for Dylan. I don't know if there's enough action for Alex. Um, immediate action. There's enough mediocrity um, for Mason, though. No, 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 it sounds no, like, no, it sounds no, like there's no, not. It sounds like there's not enough. No, for you. I, I, I think I, there's enough system. Like the, I think Mason. I think you would really love the the feel of the game. I think you would like the game loop. There's a lot of direct targets, but then there's a lot mm-hmm. of the, that crafting loop. That the, the way you collect everything. And I think you would really enjoy it. I think it reminds me of Shadow Mordor. And I really enjoyed Shadow of Mordor. I there wasn't enough story in Sh- like I really liked Shadow of Mordor, but once I exploited it so hard, where I just 
I <laughs> everyone was mine. Like I just didn't do the story. Well, I didn't do that. I know because you you played the story. No, not really. I mean, but I the story followed just, it. It felt like it wasn't. It was dumb. There's, yeah, okay. there's nothing there. Like I didn't play it because but, of the story. I played it because the systems built themselves to a great conclusion mm-hmm. that if I did break it, I probably well, I might have actually enjoyed it even that way because then you just run around everywhere. It's like all right, finish this objective. All right, everyone's head exploded. All did right. you play Shadow of Mortar, Dan? No, it's, it's fine. That's a that it's game really good. has it feels great. It's one of those games that's cheap enough too that I keep. Yeah, it, it's one of those I've, on I've almost soon. bought. So but, many times because of the fact that it's gotten cheaper now and it's supposed to be so good. But just the way the character moves. Yeah. And I love the way that he vaults. You, it, like, the game. It jumps like three stories. The game just gets out of your way. And I love yeah. that. Like, and that's it just what lets yeah. you, it lets you just fuck shit up. Now, the thing that you said about the the five hours played of Recore is that that's the same exact thing I heard Brad say on the Giant Bomb cast. Right. And then he just slammed it to the ending. Like, not soon after that. Really? You might you. I might a little longer. I've heard it's a little longer, but there's a there's a mechanic in the game that artificially draws the length out, much like in Wind Waker when you have to go get all the fucking maps. Yeah. Mm. So, so you might enjoy that. You might not. One I'm thing I saying. do know is that they they give you a list of um unique rogue bots. Uh, <laughs> so basically unique the 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 boss the d- dungeon bosses and it's there's 29 of them and I've only I've only encountered I think four. Uh huh. So. Um, I know there is a lot more game to play now. Whether that's a lot of game in the in the story, right, or if it's a lot of game that I'll want to play, like I will say that I could see this game getting very stale, um, if they don't give me much more story, uh, or or different environments to go into or something like that. But mm-hmm. but we'll see. Um, I haven't I haven't gotten that far enough into it to the point that I do feel like it's lacking. But I think so far it's been good. We'll see. I'm- is there a race going on outside? It's a motorcycle. The, uh, I think I'm excited. It is exciting to see a new, a new IP, a new, and yeah. someone, and someone adding things. Metroid Prime was so influential at the time, and then it influenced so many games. You know, Gears of War did the same thing. Like all these games that brought in new systems and mechanics. I feel like there's been a lot of really great games coming out. Like The Witcher Three was a great game, and Gears Five was great. But like they're not adding new layers to like how we play the games and i, I kind of miss that sometimes i i just don't think this is going to erupt a new franchise not I don't because either. i don't think it looks no no, 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 good, no I agree. but no. i mean i, I well, think for me I, I look at if we're talking about this year and games that have come out this year that i could see influencing developers going forward i think of games like inside i think of games like firewatch um i think of games like the witcher uh which i haven't played yet but just knowing what i know about it um <clears throat> i don't think this is one of those games that's going to ultimately inspire a direction but as it stands on its own as a game mm-hmm. so far anyway uh and i'll report back after i finished it but that's that's where i'm at with it right now i was saying more that like the 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 loot loop you meant like there there are things that have been primed to add to the table that are sure. going to be taken and that's why game design is interesting yeah um but alex i want to hear about journey and then dan you can we we all play Journey because well, I play Journey too. So I've never played Journey. And, actually, I mean, it's probably better if I talk about it first because I only played um, the first half. Right. Um, and but Dan, you watched Dan, me. Play I did, and so Dan the played the entire. Have thing. either of you beaten it? I have. Dan has. And he I, watched I was sitting, me beat it. sitting right there while he did it. Because I played it at his house. Um, okay. So, um, I am amazed. I did not buy this. Buy a PS3 just for this game because when this game came out, I was so hyped for it, and I was I was really bummed that I had no way to play it. And I knew I was missing out on something, and even now it holds up so well. Like it's a you're f- playing on PS4 though. Yeah, so I, it's it's the new version. Yeah, that's fine. But like the you know the art direction and the 
Yeah, well, new version looks better too. Does it? Yeah, and it runs at 60 frames per second. Oh wow. Okay. Well, it looks really. Damn it looks good. a lot better. Yeah, it looks. I good. mean, the game's art direction stands up without time. Like right. it, you, it's going to look good in 30 years. You know. Yeah, what I mean? it, it looks fantastic. Um, it is a beautiful game in so many ways beyond just looking at it. And um, yeah. So for the the first hour I played, I was kind of like poking my head around, figuring out what's you know, what, like what's all this? What you know, what's going on here? And I get past the first main area into um, like the first real area where you can uh, people can air your game, and so this dude who airs my game, I like chirp at him. You know, the as you know, the only way you can communicate is with the circle button, and you know, one of three kinds of chirps: quick, medium, or long. And I'm like chirping at him. I'm like, oh my god, another person. Like, what's up? And he, he just like stonewalls me. He's like, all right, fine. So. We go solve a puzzle together, and then he just immediately keeps going off and solve another puzzle. So I'm like, God, then he got I, shot and his arm fell off. God, I wish. Um, he d- doesn't wait up for me, and <laughs> not even solid snake. And like, so you know, I I go over and I grab you know a power up that will make my scarf longer. I'm like, hey man, there's a power up over here, and he he like, I know he heard me because he's like he's like looking at me, and then he just goes off on his own direction, and I'm like following him. Like, you are the shittiest companion I could possibly meet up with. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Very, like, sour, what? No, seriously, like our journey. You know, th- it's, it's, this it's, fucking guy. I, 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 this I, I, fucking I got, guy. I got a list of activities we're gonna do today. I, 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 I bumped our beds it. together, and then from his perspective on his game, it's just like, dude. But, just trying to have a journey. No, I, I'm sure. Like the way I interpreted it was completely different than whatever's going on on like his side of the experience. He's the, like, why is this dude like hanging out in this area? Like like hurry up and catch up to me kind of thing i do i do like that game for the um you kind of create these these false narratives in your head of totally. what's actually happening yes and that's one of the things yeah. that only and like my favorite things about games have always been you know whether it's you know a grenade rolling down a hill or like things that if, no matter how we play it it's gonna be different you know what i mean and, and the story during us a really good job of like creating an even more emotional narrative by the adding the other element of another human being right my favorite thing is when you beat that game and you see the credits of who the people that joined your game and are. And it's like X X Killer Dude <laughs> yeah. Twenty Five. Like, we we didn't realize that. So when that, the credits rolled for Dan's game, we didn't realize that he had been with more than one person. Yeah. So oh, yes, man, it's I kind thought, of a big deal to bring up on the podcast, Alex. Yeah. Um, it's a sex joke. <laughs> I I thought that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought that I had been playing with two different people the whole time. And then it got to the end of the credits, and there were like twelve names. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's Effect interesting. Is amazing. However, they sing them in and yep. out. It's also tragic when they disconnect because they just collapse. Yeah, you're like, no, they, like, they dissolve into the sand. Um, there were a couple times where we would lose sight of Dan's companion, and I think that's probably when yeah. players slipped in and out. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder how fast they can do it. I wonder if you like if you pan the camera away from them and pan it back, if it would be a different person. Mm. So that's interesting. What what's really cool about that is it does that cool thing where, like where the difference between like, technology and magic is hard to discern or whatever. Where like yeah. that game just you, it never breaks the narrative of it. Yeah, and at nice. no point did we no. did we jump in and out of anything. There was no loading, no lobbies. Like it's just like we are on our journey, and there's another person with us. I played that game while Tim watched me play it, and he's just like, "What the fuck is this game?" And I keep playing it. He's like, what "Where's the, fuck? the football?" No, 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 no. <laughs> but he 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 kept he watched me play the whole thing, which. Obviously, something drew yeah, him something into it, but he's, the whole time there. he's just like, "That guy's an asshole." He's just, "What's he doing over there?" He's come over and help us over here. It's just interesting because <laughs> there wasn't a single moment for me where I felt like I didn't want to be doing what I was doing in that game. There, it was 
constantly wanting to go forward. There was no moments of there were no moments of tedium. Uh, there were no moments of um, confusion. It was just constantly forward until the end, and it in that sense it felt really great. Uh, you know, I think that when you get toward the end and you're really going up the mountain and you're trudging through that snow and you're with this person spoilers. next to you and, and what's that? Not Sorry. Bad. Yeah. Spoiler. Sorry. Too, too late. Um, I, yeah. Your game. <laughs> this game. Yeah. Um, I felt, well, since we'd all played it on the podcast, we can. We don't have them played it. But it's not a big deal. Oh, he's not going to play it. I'm sorry, Dylan. I, will, I thought no. you had played it. Um, no, no, I know enough about it. Like okay. when it first came out. Like, everyone, he's heard. You've heard the that big anecdote. slide. Yeah. And you just slide down the side of the whatever. Yeah, and, and honestly. Big, like, this is slide. Fisher Price slide, actually. <laughs> I, I, I will say, I, I, the ending was ambiguous enough to the point where I was expecting something else based on how much it had been hyped up. I, I wasn't disappointed by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt Did great. Did you watch After the Credits when Samuel L. Jackson shows up? Yes, that was my favorite part. I'm starting an um, initiative. <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah no i i think for me it was Got one of these things odd, where yeah. i liked the ambiguity of it in a way that i liked the ambiguity of inside uh and how mm. how it does so much with so little like it was a lot of you know being obviously as i've talked about being such a huge fan of of inside and what they're doing with that this this year um it's obvious that inside owes a lot to journey which came out in 2000 yeah a lot of what you talked about inside reminded me of journey Mm -hmm. yeah and um what i will say for me is that the they're 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 two very similar things you get out of both games in that you have this kind of introspective self-created narrative that when you when it finishes you're like i don't I feel a lot of things right now and I don't even know what it is that I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, The difference though for me is that the casualness of Journey was very appealing for when I played it this morning when it was just kind of like, just sit down and play and then an hour and a half later you're done. Cool. Um, Whereas with, with Inside, there's an element of I'm tackling and achieving something with the puzzles themselves and so there's definitely a difference there. I but think in Inside terms of, uses a heavier hand, inside, period. For sure, with everything. Um, and not a bad way, not a bad way. I just mean like there's a more... Uh, go ahead, Dylan. Oh, I just wanted to say that I beat it and I have nice. things to say about it. Awesome. Sweet. Does it involve um, the ending? Not, not specific. Because right, I want to beat it. Mm-hmm. Um, all I have to say is I was really enjoying that game and I appreciate everything Dan brought up about the art direction and the way it, it yeah it, yeah yeah it, we, it, uh, yeah yeah yeah, but fuck the last third of that game. You don't like it? It pissed me off. Really? The difficulty or no. the the narrative? The narrative. Was this before or after the 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 thing with the tank? The th- it, this was after. So starting at that point, and All then right. that whole last thing. I need to play it. I gotta play it. Okay. But um, my point is is that it's vague to the point of. It's not, is what, it what are anything? we doing here? Yeah, um, I, I interesting. Can, I can. I haven't played it, obviously. No, but I, you, I, I can, can understand why it frustrated you. Yeah, I, I think for me, the vagueness of it made me ask questions about things that made me think about things where I was like, I really appreciate that. The one question I do have for you, Dylan, is: Have you? How the fuck could you be so stupid? No. <laughs> um, have you looked up online the quote unquote good ending? Because that not, is not the yet. one. I know there's like a secret room that yeah, you can find. It's, yeah. it, you have to find all. Of the, oh, you talked about yeah, that. That's yeah. yeah, you have to find all the orbs and like the secret room. And I the found way, one of them. And then the movies were that way. The way that they it's like clue. Every movie yeah. in the theater looking under their seat and shit. Um, but the way that they end it that way, when you know that ending, in connection to knowing the regular ending, 
it really makes you question philosoph- it really makes you question philosophically um a lot of aspects of that game and yourself as a player and yourself as a lot of cool things. So check out check out that ending and see if that makes you feel any differently. I'll, about I'll take a look at the, it. The regular but I ending. was so oh, I was so mad when the credits rolled. I was like, oh, I I kind of feel God. like I fall on both sides of the amb- like in just amb- ambiguity and storytelling. Like well, sometimes there are movies that and and games that and right. I really appreciate them not guiding you through the whole thing. I don't think of any, I can't think of an example right now. Um, I've heard like the end of Barton Fink is really ambiguous, or like. Mm-hmm. End would, of killing jokes, really ambiguous. I'll say if you don't feel like that, that if, you, if that's how you feel, I don't know if I would recommend. Well, I would recommend playing Journey because it's super quick. Well, but Journey you, you is, may feel is more of an way. experiential thing. But the problem True. with Inside is that they give you a, they give you enough rope to hang yourself with. That's what I was saying. Is that, that I mm. think when I say the heavy handing, I think that that everything that Journey is is so any narrative that you apply to that game is is purely either they're it's a multiplayer to thing. It's, it's, it, a, it's really like it's an immersion. They've created this world and you explore. Like the narrative is like the the, the sensation of exploration and like your personal thing. Whereas I think Inside actually has has character and has yeah. yes, has, they sure. don't explain and has any a, of a threat. But see, I and that's what's, what's interesting about that is the things that you don't like are the things that I do. I like the ambiguity because to me, it makes me. I like not having all of the answers sometimes at the end of it and i'd like having to think to myself like what is it that i just experienced that's fine but there were no answers at and all there i don't no- i don't know about that hmm. we can talk no- about it let's talk about it after Mason's we i mean it, yes but i'm just yeah it, I, I need to play or look I, up the good ending i have a good example though. i got answers what do you got? for me didn't firewatch have an ambiguous ending Yes. Yes. And I really but liked how that absolutely. was done. There was yeah. so much more narrative no, there. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that I think I was trying to give an example of something that we could all talk about that yes. has an ambiguous ending. And I think that Firewatch gave you enough that it, you, they were saying something. And you know, what's interesting is that for me, when Firewatch ended, I, I wanted more. And Inside, I will say, when Inside ended, I wanted more. I was frustrated. <laughs> I didn't want more. I just wanted an answer. Me too. But, but the, the grass is so The rain. thing about Inside, single the way that light. Inside ended and the way that Firewatch ended especially is that it was one of those things that it made me keep thinking about it and made me keep feeling things and it made me come to my own place with that game and because of that it made a game that is mass produced and sold to a lot of people very personal and I think there's something to be said for that for me for me that that, that an ending like that can make a game feel like it's my own because I have my own interpretations and my own connections and my own feelings about it and from it whereas a game like you know Call of Duty or something like that which is beloved by millions of people and sells a ton of, of copies. But at the end of the day, I think that the satisfaction you get out of that is more the same satisfaction that other people who get satisfaction out of that game. Whereas for me, these kind of ambiguous games, I, I like the ambiguity because it becomes personal. It becomes mine. Now, obviously you didn't get that out of this and, and you know, that, that, all right, I'll, if, I'll beat it. We'll if anything, I think yeah. it's it's a testament to what I'm. The point that I'm trying to make is that it is a deeply. It becomes a deeply personal experience. Now, in your case, you didn't enjoy that. Not that it was deeply personal, but the, the personal experience you had with it was not an enjoyable. I have no one. heart. I mean, it's, um, it's just clear as day. Well, but I mean, also the other thing is that I mean, I I think I think comparing it to Call of Duty, but I think when you compare games that have narratives, I think when you have an an or an ending that is ambiguous that allows. Um, you to have that personal stake in, in in your like this is this is how I read it, which is you get that a lot with like books, and you get that a lot with like anything that's a more personal thing. Um, 
And Inception, you know, I think that that movie is a Inception's bigger a great scale example. But that's an example of where, like, I think that movie stayed in everyone's head because they're like, well, what do you think happened? Yeah. And, like, it was, it felt but very personal. I also know people who feel about Inception the exact same way that Dylan feels right now about Inside. Totally. And I also and know people that, like, just straight up hate Inception and that's don't, what I'm saying. don't want to explain why. That's, I, I, I yeah. liked it. I mean, I, 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 saw, I, I, yeah. I loved it. I love that. I think movie. everyone in this room is yeah, in okay. agreement right, on, right. on Inception. But, but, but I think everyone in this room also knows someone who fucking hated it. But, uh, yeah. Alex. Uh, my, my, no, my, my, I, oh no! I love that movie. I was nice trying try. to make was Can... that you know I think there's there's a way to do that, and you're talking about the reason that, that I brought it in substance because that was a that was a huge thing, and I think that it 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 worked, and I'm I'm interested to see what the conversation on inside is in two years when yeah. people are far yeah. away from it because that's the conversation that I I liked seeing happen around Limbo when Inside came out, even though I I loved Limbo, and that's the conversation I really like to see around Bioshock 2's story. Where I, I think that people are coming out of the woodwork and supporting Bioshock's two story. Thank God, because I've been a fan of that game yeah. for years, and it, it always confused me when people were so dismissive of it because it's a well-made game. It's my day. It's Dan's day. <laughs> no, I, but I, I was just saying. I think that I think that it's a red Dan day. It has come. <laughs> that stories like Inside, like the effect, the the efficacy of those stories, like it takes years to see if it sticks. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong. Well, I'm. I want. I want you to play it so we can talk about it more specifically. I want to hear about. So you, you saw Dan beat Journey. Yes. Did you have a Journey? Did you would? So so here's what's interesting about that. Um, because I wanted Dan to experience what it was like to play on, online. At, oh, I'm trying to turn my mic around. Because I wanted Dan to experience what, experience what it was like on online. He, I had him play on my account, and um, it's such a short game that it wasn't hard for him to to get past where I was. And um, Dan unlocked these trophies for me. And so oh, after the, after the first half, um, it became me. Um, having this experience through someone else. Um, I felt like we were, even though we weren't playing it together, once it got to the point of you sitting next to me watching yeah. new things, it felt like you were oh, totally. as much of a companion as, as this other ambiguous person. Yeah, absolutely. That's how I felt playing Firewatch with Sarah. Yeah, and like, you know, the, so there are certain parts of the game, like towards the end when you're trudging up this hill through the mountain, you know, I don't have to be holding the controller to like feel, you know, how arduous something like that is and well, that's a testament to their artists and their animation absolutely in too. it's incredible like, yeah it's, it's really well done um but there was like one little moment where i felt detached from the game so in that snowy area when um it, the snow will take a your um I don't know, jump meter away but take a your yeah and you'll start to freeze classic and window. because you're so cold your the controller will start to shake and i say that was the only thing that was the only point where i was like oh wait I kind of want to feel that controller shake just because that's another level of immersion. That so Alex reached up to Dan's hand, crossed to Dan's hand, and they held hands together as they finished. And then I put his hand on my crotch. <laughs> it was, then, then it was a beautiful eyes, moment. I, I teared up a little bit. Yeah. Alex's eyes rolled back into his skull. <laughs> I started speaking in no, tongues, it was, it was, and there were there was, was, was it was saying, this amazing yeah. when you're trudging through the snow, and suddenly you're like, I, for me, I felt like I could not stop going forward i could not stop trudging through this snow and uh, you know i've got the the, con the analog stick push as far forward as i can go and it's like it's it's ship the controller is making me feel like i'm shivering because the controller is shaking in a way that feels like shivering and it just the way that you feel like you're doing this with this other person whom you have no connection to other than you're both trying to do this and and succeed at this um i think there's a testament to that and there's a testament to what alex is saying and the fact that it felt like we were connected on this journey for much of it, but there were there were those that the way that felt for me to be the one controlling that is something that he did not get. 
hmm. by watching. I, which, I, I, like, which I, I don't like, feel like I missed out on it. I no, like when and, designers use um, Rumble effectively. I was, yeah. was going to bring that up. I feel like we as players have overlooked the or don't appreciate Rumble as much anymore. I think Bungie's always done a really good job at utilizing Rumble, whether it's the first Halo yeah. and like they really make impact. Like I think mm-hmm. Bungie's really good at making impact feel, and that's a really hard thing to do. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to make a, a horror game that there's only one bad guy kind of like how resident evil 3 has um nemesis yeah but uh more along the lines of alien isolation where you have no offensive ability against it yeah and every time that the character could potentially be nearby it just slowly rumbles the controller so it just makes you more uncomfortable and it only happens when the character is nearby that's a great idea make you feel uncomfortable And And, and i always wanted it to be like you could always hear its heartbeat I don't know. I thought that would be cool. God, you know, that's we're terrifying. About that, that haptic feedback loop and, and when it's used successfully, um, where we're going to see a lot of that is VR uh, because you are so in, involved in that experience and, and you're blocked off visually from the rest of the world. Um, so go- Tilt Brush is a great example. When you go to save something in Tilt Brush, you hold up a little preview window with your right hand and pull the trigger to take the shot. And as soon as you pull the trigger you see a little vignette of uh, or a little snippet of your shot kind of somersault toward your left hand. And when it hits your left hand, you feel that haptic feedback on your left hand and it, a little box pops up that says saved. And so because you wouldn't know to look down there otherwise, it actually uses the haptics to drive you and look in other directions. And so I can't wait for VR when they actually have gloves that have the haptics built in to control pressure sensitivity and you can feel like you're actually touching something. I think it's going to be fantastic. Has no one done a public let's play where they do tilt brush high because i feel like that's (laughs) that's just waiting to be recorded somewhere yeah the way that youtube let's plays are though like i'm sure like there's there's gotta be like on acid we're playing metal yourself one of the the coolest things about tilt brush is loading up it, uh, drawings that other people have oh, done. Oh, because it does stroke by stroke, right? Yeah, and I can guarantee you that there are some people out there, some of these amazing things that they were not sober <laughs> when, they made, if, when they made them. If people get high and play Playroom on PlayStation and then live stream <laughs> it to the world, you remember that whole thing happening? No. Oh, they're having sex, too. Yeah, well, that, what? That, that always happens. That's going to happen. Anytime you give anyone a video platform... Alex, you know what Playroom is? Um, no. Is that a PS3 thing? Yeah, PS4. no, it's PS4. It was basically there. They had like a connect. It was like demo. an eye toy. Yeah, okay. there were like Essentially. things that would attack you or whatever, and they were, they were like little mini games, and you're interacting with stuff that showed up on the screen, and people yeah. just started having sex on it, and then well, would interact with the objects. It is pretty funny. There's this robot that flies around. So not that's in the video. So um, <laughs> you just shot it down with the a real well aimed shot. Sold me on the the VR haptic thing is when I saw someone holding two ping pong paddles, and they could look straight out and bounce a ping pong ball back and forth and they knew they were registering the hit by mm-hmm. the vibration of it. Yeah. Just yeah. Little, little things like that. Oh, that's cool. Have you seen the, um, oh, what's it, the rec room stuff? Yes. Yeah. That looks, have you guys heard of this? Is that on Vive? Uh, who made it? I don't know. But basically it's this Is free... Is it the NVIDIA one? No, that's the Carnival. It's this free thing. I've done the Carnival. That's, um... It's just all these mini games. There's like paintball and all it's this other stuff. Yeah. And it's Vive. It's yeah. Vive. It's, it's vibe. basically like PlayStation Home, but good, but also in VR. Yeah. So, so there's just people in this kind of common area and you interact with them. But there's this really good video of Jeff, Jeff Gershman from mm-hmm. Giant Bomb where he has a paintball gun and there's a guy like interacting with him, his little avatar. And then there's a boombox on the ground and he picks it up 
And Jeff's like, that's my boot box. You know what the price is? Your life. And he like takes out his paintball gun and shoots him. But there's no like registered attacks or anything. So the guy in real life has to collapse on to on the ground to continue the role play of him being shot. Yeah. Which that guy's also like you know the real hero for taking the ball <laughs> yeah. in the improv scenario. That yeah. Reminds me, Google has been doing a lot of research into the UX of VR. And um, they came to this interesting insight about... The fact that if given the chance, people will be dicks to other people, and not that we, not that we yeah. needed to know that, but some in-depth research. They built this experience where you could take a hat and put a hat on someone else in VR, um, <laughs> but they did, they made it so you can't take the hat off if you have a hat put on you, and so everybody kept taking the hat and instead of putting it on someone's head they would put it on their face <laughs> people would freak out and have to pull their headset off and so it was like but it was one of those things as a, as a game developer you're, you're like well shit I have to plan around this because people will be dicks if given the chance I need to make sure that people have an out because then someone else's experience is really being or just, Wait, what but, kind of game is that where you put a hat well, on was, someone's head it, and you can't take a, it off it wasn't a game but it was it I mean, was a way of sequel to playroom right it was, it was a way of prototyping a, just an hats. interaction no other articles um, of clothing. And I just but, thought I thought it was. But really I mean, awful. look at look at teabagging. Look at you know. No oh, matter look at what, man. <laughs> what's your Google no. search history look like? GTA Online. Like what? Yeah. I think that they yeah. le- they let you be a dick because you know they have a middle finger button. Right. Yeah. I think Online. it's part and like oh fuck. So I've been playing the Destiny expansion and oh I want to hear about this. It's 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 not being a dick, but uh-huh. I just I was playing and um. I go to the social areas, which they have these hubs where all the players are in, and I just dance when I'm like waiting for like I mean they're like put waiting for like a fire team or whatever. And this one guy just he would it, it, I don't know if I was like making him frustrated, but I would go stand inside his character model and then dance inside of him, <laughs> and then I would change. So if I changed my heavy weapon, it makes this big flare effect come out from me. So I just kept following him around, and he would move to the left. And then I go stand right here and I start dancing. And then I get a direct message. He's like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, when she had to pull out of Destiny and go into the, the PS4 layer. Well, I mean, that's in, amazing. In the division, it's even worse because there's actual collision on the players. Yeah, and you can push yeah. people. So you can just create a queue Ooh. in front of like a, an important you know, NPC and you can't get to him. <laughs> I, I thought that that's, they a, had that's such a dick. No move. collision. Uh, oh, have man. you been playing anything else, Alex? Um, let's see. So, Journey. Uh, bought Bioshock. Haven't played it yet. Did you play Bioshock yet? Not yet. All right. Um, I have it. I haven't played it either. Played more uh, Arkham Knight. The game still holds up. Still yeah. fun. Arkham Knight. That's a good um, game too. Like I think that Arkham Knight pushes the narrative forward quick enough that you can play for a half hour yeah. and get like a satisfying. Um, I played a solid hour of episode two of Telltale's Batman, and so that game has is doing a couple things really really well. Um, first, they're telling the the godforsaken bruce wayne origin story which i've heard more times than than i can count <laughs> than jesus resurrected exactly they're telling it in a way and the how like you that. interact with it in a way that is incredibly interesting yeah. and his parents kill his parents. Don't die. yeah <laughs> they roll you the stone out on the third day and they come out Wait, of do i bruce wayne kill his parents oh no do i take the role of joe chill no no but, does alex rice go in the game uh it's a, it kind of looks like chris daughtry so maybe um <laughs> It's no. like in Blue's Clues. No, I, I actually I will not tell you. you can too. I will not tell you what the narrative conceit is because that would give stuff it. away. Um, Just tell him. I will. You will. Oh, okay. Fuck. Um, but it is also diverging kind of heavily from the canon. Um, it's, it's actually barring. Some- Joe Chill kills Batman's parents with a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's one of those old ship cannons. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> at the end of the alley, and the ball just flies. He, 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 a, he's got a stuffed parrot. Ship. Yeah, they're on a ship. <laughs> and, that's, and that's why I knew I had to protect. They are. They get out of the opera. They're walking on the docks, and all of a sudden, the warship <laughs> rolls just up. blows apart all the planks. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's, I shall a, be, it's a new interesting layer. For I the shall become a symbol. A ship. And then or- Oracle is just a ship parrot. man. A wall. <laughs> um, so Oracle's pretty much a parrot, anyway. Pa- pa- pirate Batman. Let's make it happen. Uh, uh, fuck yeah. Oracle is basically that's Navi. A, that's definitely been a thing. That's what Oracle is. What is she? Mm-hmm. Navi? Yeah. 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 Or it's um, her plus Lucius. Also, Oracle. I love Lucius. Oracle. I love Lucius <laughs> in Arkham Knight because he's standing in front of a Wayne Enterprises logo whenever he comes on the video. So he's like, hey, Mr. Wayne, I'm just standing here in my pre-built he, he, he Wayne also, Enterprises set. He's uh, he out of everyone in that cast puts up with Batman being a dick really well. He also well, outsmarts him the entire time. He's like, "Yeah, I knew you'd need this new fucking gadget because you can't keep your shit together." That's but there's fair. a lot of things too where he's like, "Yeah, I knew you need this gun that can conveniently fire like explosive goo in a very specific way." Oh wait, no, fuck. Actually, scratch that point. My least favorite thing about the Arkham series is that Batman draws a fucking little bat with his spray paint. <laughs> what? That is some weak ass shit. That's that Adam West. Way cooler than That's that. Adam West. It's just like he's like, in. I'm like, just do a fucking zigzag. I, the I animation takes forever. I can't remember who writes this issue, but there's a like a one off Batman comic. Uh, the artist is Sean Murphy. It's awesome. Where Batman is like making self-referential jokes about all of his bat shit because he knows how ridiculous it is to have a bat boat and a bat car and a bat plane. And Alfred's like, "What's next, sir? The bat? You know, insert noun here." Um, Is that what Alfred said? Because it's a really bad joke, Alfred. Yeah. (laughs) What's next, sir? Um, What else have I been doing? What what would Bat Mad Libs be? Because then you're just kind of fucked. Because it's like it replaces what (laughs) should be Bat. Or Batman just puts Bat for everything in Mad Libs. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. That's how we figure out a secret identity. (laughs) He left his Mad Libs in office and like, huh? Bruce Wayne left his Mad Libs here. Bat in every way. It's not even a pronoun. Um, I batted the bat. I played. It's just Bruce Wayne being like. What's an adverb? Bat. <laughs> Batley. Bat, um, Batley batted. Uh, I played a little bit of Hitman Go because... <laughs> I parents. I, I parents you. Parents. <laughs> oh, my God. I played a, a little bit of Red Hitman Go. Red <laughs> <laughs> Just adjective dead. Uh, you played Hitman Go. Played Hitman Go. Go. That's still on my my console. It's a good game. It's a good game. Um, but you play on your console. Yeah, I got yeah, I, I got on PlayStation because I needed something to just like chill out with at the end of last semester. Bro, I'm, and I'm I was not just like, you. it's just cool. Like, like, take, that game. take a tote. Yeah. Well, and we're at the future that we you know where the mobile games are jumping to the console, right? Because I realized I played Lara Croft Go on my um, iPad. What'd you call it? Lara Croft Go. Lara. 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 You're wrong. I love Lara bars. Lara. <laughs> See, I'm a fan of Lara bars personally. Oh, okay, Lara. Well, to each his own. Lyra. Um, I, believe, I believe it's pronounced Yara. Lara, but whatever. But I did XD the shit out of a project this week. I completely crushed it. It was great. Anyway, I did play my requisite amount of Overwatch as a. Um, rationed to me by the gaming gods. By, by the government. Yeah. By the state. My government rationed him out of Overwatch. He doesn't play enough Overwatch. Right. His brain explodes. Alex, 30 hours Overwatch. Um, one of my friends started Avento calling. Dylan Bread. Uh, one of my friends from college started calling Winston Harame, and I can't, <laughs> I can't I can't unsee it now, especially in the pit helmet costume. Because it... <laughs> 
yeah that's the thing Man. um i'm pretty sure that's it i actually i spent so much time working this week that i spent a lot of time wishing i was playing games and yeah. i'm i'm super stoked for dishonor 2 because they released a new trailer that shows even more of like the madness that is this game like there is so much shit in this game and i can tell just from like a two minute i think it looks trailer, gorgeous it looks incredible I like that game. I like that world a lot. Have you played Dishonored? I was, I was telling Dan, I was, I was dueling a whale today. I was telling him about how much whales factor into the economy and the world of they the made, I mean, it's insane. Like, the fuel source is whale. They're, they're previewed. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's I, like, I realized I'm like a joke, but... They're previewed like, videos. The whale. They're good. <laughs> the preview what? videos for the first uh, Dishonored really cool. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. We were yeah. talking about the whale whale simulator simulator I, I think the thing I like most about that game, besides the aesthetic and the gameplay and the story, is just how... Wait, yeah, I don't know what else I, know. I love the fonts. <laughs> fonts are great. Fonts are the typography is actually pretty cool. Um, I agree. It's that. such a w- incredibly cohesively built out world, and you find kind of like Skyrim. You find books and and excerpts, and um, I actually bought Dark Horse published a physical bat like uh, collection of all the in game media you can find. All the it's some of the best in terms of um, it's like the same way Mass Effect made you feel yeah. like this world existed before I played totally. in this world, and it's going to exist after I'm. And and that is like the coolest feeling. I I I think when games do that, and I think The Witcher does that really well. Like it, you feel like you're entering in this world. You just happen to be the political agent that makes the most influential decisions over everything. But <laughs> yeah, in The Witcher, um, you been playing anything, Dylan? I played Virginia. Did you beat oh, it? Oh, tell me about this. You want to hear about Virginia? Oh fuck yeah! Well, I okay, I, I'm I'm I. I bought it. I'm going to play it. I, I'll just say a little bit about Virginia. Yeah. Tell, what is it? Well, she smokes a pack a day. Wait, oh, that's, that's me. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> she loves babies <laughs> and surprises. She wears high heels. God damn it. I saw them in concert and they played Meet Virginia in Charlottesville, Virginia. And everyone was like, yeah. Train is like the Goo Goo Dolls. It's one of those bands you don't realize just how many famous songs they have. And you're like, I don't consider this a great band, but no. everybody knows these I, songs. I don't, okay, like, first I don't, of all, I don't like that band. Okay. I, no, I like the Goo Goo Dolls. Okay, but yeah, like, Goo Goo Dolls are fine. Also, they did the soundtrack to Treasure Planet, one of my favorite movies ever made. Nope. Really? I love Treasure Dude, Planet. Wait, 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 but they have the rocks. soundtrack. I didn't yeah, know that. They, yeah, Goo Goo Dolls did the song. I, that. That. Um, I don't like Train as a band. I, I like. Train. Be, I, I, I have the, the same relationship I have with Train that with I do Coldplay. with Coldplay. Yep, yeah. there it is. Where like, like I, first two a, albums, boom, they were out. You're the one who dislikes my uh, offensive statements about you two, right? And how mediocre they are. I, I really like you two, man. Guys. They're they they bleed I mediocrity. Like, like bad they YouTube. bleed mediocrity after the first like three albums. The War first? and Joshua Tree are great albums, um, especially when they came out. And War and like I, but, I when I saw them live, like they played a lot of that song, and like they're. I mean, I I love. Labor. Like the, you're right. The first three albums of U2 is like, it's awesome. And Edge is just the shit. Like he's just the shit. He's just the shit. He wears a beanie. He did write. He did. Sorry, he did co-write the Spider-Man musical. So I can't really say anything negative about. Him. I saw. I think it's cool. No, I think it, I think it's fucking dope. I saw Train and Maroon Five in concert. This in the same concert, which yeah? was hilarious. Sounds about right. Well, I went. <laughs> Sounds like your kind of concert. Mm, yeah. Uh, I no, love. I went, I went with Kim and Wendy. So, uh, Kim Kim took us. <laughs> <laughs> so so all you guys out there that know Kim and Wendy, yeah, who's well, Kim? No, the Kim's of Wayne on the Kim, is it Kim well? Ronan or Kim Tran? No, Kim Tran. <coughs> um, but anyways, but the best part yeah, of that with concert, Kim Tran two weeks ago. Oh, that's all right. Who is Kim Tran? His uh, guy we rode with. His guy we rode with. Train and Rune Five would be his kind of music. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
Um, so he's one of them liberals. Let's meet Virginia. Let's move Oh, Dan, shut the fuck up. The opener, the opener for that concert was uh, Gavin DeGraw, and no one could give less of a fuck that Gavin DeGraw was there. He's Sounds like, I'm right. never give Gavin DeGraw. It's like you were having me, and they're like, all right, get the get the. So opener. the game Virginia that you played, <laughs> yeah, smoke. I'm really glad I moved here. You know, it's, well, such, the, a, it's okay. such a nice, all right. interesting thing I saw about that game. Mm-hmm. There's no actual dialogue in it. Nope. Whoa. It's all scored by the City of Prague Orchestra, which is really Ooh. it's really good. So wait, the, the, the Deus Ex Human uh, Mankind Divided City? <laughs> it's in all in Prague. All right, I'm sorry. I'm, I apologize. Listen, fuckers. All right, more train lyrics. Here you go. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, 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 drops of Jupiter. I hate that song so much. Do you like the Bare Naked Ladies? No. No. Ah, not at all. What? No. Ew. I love the Bare Naked I, I can't tell any of these bands apart. I don't know. Oh man, light up your room is like one of my favorite songs. All right. Anyway, so more about this game. What? Dan's got what, places to be. All right. So. No. no. <laughs> just kidding. Absolutely not. Uh, well, no, mm. I just I just got a Facebook message, so that's my my wrist <laughs> on, vibrates on and Samsung I, band. I, I get it on my because you're connect, You're just wired I'm a, in. I'm a you're connected twenty first century man. You're the Internet of Things, man. I am the Internet. He means snake person. I'm 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 the I generation. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Really, when you preempt, like, no, no awkward silence. Moving on. <laughs> I don't want to be part of the U generation, Dylan. <laughs> anyway, so is this a story-driven game? What is this? Uh, it is. It's um, it's like two hours long. It, well, There's three attacks. Less than it's that. Of course, three colors. And, you uh, said it was like four bucks, right? Nine it was, bucks. It was yeah, nine. I think it's it was a dollar off. Do you play a grandmother? So you play an FBI agent. So it's very tr- Twin Peaks X Files kind of thing that's cool which having never seen either of those shows i mean whatever it's you know they were it's small it's still, it's silent, small, small quiet town okay. whatever blah, blah blah it takes place in virginia um you're an fbi agent you start in quantico and you yeah you start well you start uh, so her, I, I think it's dc the character's name is you go in into the state limits no you're it's about being in the it's state about of the state of virginia that makes sense the state's bad the state of virginia's bad no so are there monsters yes you drive past Ooh. tim kane <laughs> no, you hit him <laughs> The uh, <laughs> ooh, so what? What Dan? How do yeah. you feel? No, finish your finish your okay. point. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I, I, I look... gotta get there. Yeah, the yeah. So you're an FBI agent, and you're just starting. So what the game does that's really cool is it's just quick cuts over and over and over again, just like Firewatch, but even quicker. So you're walking down a hall, and then it cuts, and you're in the and you're oh, in. I the... love when games do that. But I it... just mm. because yeah, I, like it, that. So I think it, it it keeps pacing so. Sharp. So yeah. you're on the stage getting your like certification. You're getting your FBI badge. Cut. Okay, you're at work. You're talking to your your deputy ops. I just got some more I like when for Firewatch that. did that. Um, yeah. Now or when it cut like thirty days. The problem yeah. is, and it takes over a span of a week. So yeah. it does like Monday. You know, first day. Blah blah blah. Um, Flarbs day. Ooh. And you twist. have. <laughs> and you have to um, you assign a partner, and, the, and it's the and it's the traditional Scullyan whatever the other person's name is. Mulder. Mulder. Uh. Where, file where, <laughs> where, where they don't um they don't like each other like one's very standoffish things like that but you wouldn't know because there's no dialogue <laughs> well no it's all very well communicated through um i find that awesome. body language body language i think oh, it's awesome. that's so cool so you do something <laughs> in the way the the character communicates it to you it's but there's no there's no agency by the player yeah it's right, you just right, walking figured. around a scene it's a walk you walk you walk it's through but it's even less so than anything like gone home like gone home you're solving puzzles wow. you're literally like figuring out the one item in a room or in a environment that you're interacting with and then that furthers the plot 
There's no there's no branching arcs. It's a, it's, it's telling you okay. a story yeah. and it's using this it's device. A, it's an hour now, forty story. Now is the story worth that? No, and let oh. me tell you why. All right, ah. because the game relies so much on uh, dream sequences. Mm. It's like the Batman v Superman mm. of indie narrative driven. Well, games. don't don't go too far. I know. And I, won't, I, so, I don't want. I know. Does, I do it, want to play, it, but I will say that I mean, I've man, that's a there were a couple of reviews that came out today about it too. That was reading where people were were positive on the story, so it might be one of those things that we should. I mean, for discuss. nine bucks, we yeah. could play it too. Sure. Yeah. All it. Here's here's my only qu- other question. So the negative noise that I made that you were kind of is that the art stopping and I, and I it's I looked up the art direction. This game, from the few images I'm looking at here, looks pretty terrible. Is um, it? Would you say that? Hold on, in Dan, motion, you're looking at a bad. It looks more like this. You're looking at an early build. Which I still. He saw a picture of her face. That's like. I don't low know. Poly. It still looks pretty. Oh, it's still low poly. It's, it's like poly. It's, it's very. I think, I think it's got a like look. the hand. I sent the trailer a while ago. Yeah, I like. I, look, I like the art direction of the trailer. That's the direction. That's like the hand is like a you know person. Oh, I think it looks amazing. I don't a person's like that. hand is just like a triangle or a like a trapezoid prism with like four cylinders coming out of it. I think it looks great. I think it looks good too. I think it's got a look. It's got a lot of jaggies though. Okay, even right. on my you thing. You like it? Cool. That's that was my question. Was yeah, like, did no, you yeah. did you find it to be? No, it works. Yeah, like, it works I can, really I can well. Dig this. You have a low level enough taste that you like yeah, that. Yeah, it's just you know I love shit. Uh, I feel about this the way that Alex feels about uh, Undertale. Okay, that's fair. Like that's that, funny to me, because just, I feel like low poly is becoming the new eight bit pixel art. I agree. That's a strong yeah. parallel, which is why I like the moments game because it's like high res vector art. I didn't see it. This is that Maker Fest today. I know, but I think I think it's got a, it's got a look. Yeah, it's got a very distinct look. Um, um but I mean, there are, there are parts that are, that are really good. There's like really enjoyable parts. But I think they just get- like inside, it doesn't know what to do. Like at the you, you get to the end of it, and it's like, all right, what do you? What's happening here? What's going on? So I think inside was a conscious decision to be ambiguous. Would you say that this was a conscious decision to be whatever it is you're saying is the way that it ends? It's or, just, or did they really not know what they were doing and didn't know how to wrap it up? Because I, I don't think that inside didn't know what it was doing and didn't know how I mean, to wrap it up. I think they knew, they knew what they were doing. They knew exactly what it was doing. Exactly it's very artsy. It's very artsy. And they Virginia introduced, is or inside is? Virginia is. Because inside, I mean, inside, inside is I think we should play too. Virginia for $9. Sure. Yeah. $9, hour and a half. That's, yeah. It's pretty good. It's a movie ticket. Yeah. But I think yeah, it's It's a game that I want to play with Sarah. Yeah, okay. same way that I played Firewatch. But yeah, nice. it's it. But at the very end, like the introducing new plot points is like, well, that might have been more pertinent earlier on, things right. like that. Just pacing issues. Um, yeah, and just the dream sequences, like they just get so crazy. And there's some good aspects to the dream sequences. Sounds like a David Lynch film, which would make sense. For mm-hmm. Which would make sense if you're saying it make like yeah. peaks. Yeah. So the uh, one thing that I really like in the trailer though is I felt like it. It was cool to see like my state. In video game form, yeah, and you I drive like, by like the Welcome to Virginia, and the Cardinal plays a big part in it. And yeah. I think that, the, the, but even the color scheme, like it in the trailer, I was like, "This looks like where I grow up in the fall." Like this yeah. looks like this and looks like Virginia. And I, I was like, "I want more." There's period piece location stuff in games, and there's something it. real to yeah. that too, because you know, so a show that I, um, which one was it? It was uh, both um. Uh, Fringe and Man in the High Castle. Yeah. They filmed in Vancouver and there's a distinct look to mm. the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. that if you try to say like, they'd be like, oh, we're in upstate New York in Fringe. Fringe did this a lot. They're yeah. like, we're in upstate New York or we're no, in the not. suburbs of Boston. And I'm like, nice you try. do not look, any- having grown up in 
upstate yeah. New York and lived in Boston. Like this is nothing like Northeast. Right. If it, if it, it, and it, and it, and it, and it, and then there was another time in, in Fringe where they were in New York City and there were Canadian flags hanging on a building. In the background. <laughs> I didn't even catch like, that. On. It's the embassy. Um, but, but <laughs> That's like, in DC. Thank stuff you. like that. Like the, to, that really brings me out. So I, I'm right there with you, Mason. Like there's something to be said for an entertainment medium pr- that places itself in a location to make sure that it, little details like that make it feel like that location. Well, I think mm. it adds to just as if you take ownership of the area you're from. I think what, it, it makes what the it game cool. really does well too is that it treats the um the the places you're at with like this is a bad comparison but you know like how a sitcom like the the, the environment the set becomes a character because yeah. you're just so familiar with it yeah, yeah the friends apartment um yep that's what this game does really well that's great because you good, drive down the analogy. same the same stretch of yeah. road mm. you go to the same diner you go back to the office in dc or wherever well in fire watching that with the tower yeah yeah you yeah. know what i mean it's like the same when break you're like fuck yeah yep. but like you you have a good concept of like where everything the makers of record yep nice. you have a good concept of where everything is you know in relationship to one another it's like okay we are going back to uh well, the city that we're investigating or we're going back home or oh i'm back in the office because this is what the elevator looks like in my office mm-hmm. or i'm in my apartment because i know what my apartment looks like and that's cool it's a cool thing that games can exploit because it's a trope in films too where you you show a, a thing over and over in a film and then when the change happens to it the audience that you feel that you know what i mean or in, in a story you you have them go through their day or um but in games what's cool is that you can have that that moment of realization that the character goes through can be you realizing the shift and i think that that's a, a more powerful means of expressing that whereas in movies you the audience realizes it, but also the character has to realize it too, and then communicate that to the audience somehow. Just it does a lot of good setup, but with between Virginia and Inside, you know, the most important parts of a plot are obviously. The Tony be- says blue balls from <laughs> from movies this week. The beginning or games, yeah, the beginning, the climax, and the ending, and neither of the endings in these games left me with any impression. Right. Much much less than other games I've played this year. Um, so that's very interesting about Virginia and, and I definitely want to play it kind of more now just to see, see what it was like, but I can understand where you're coming from with the inside ending. Um, and, and without saying anything that will spoil it for Mason, um, it, it is a, it is so different from, from anything I could have expected. And, it, and what's amazing about it to me is that I feel about as complete opposite. My, my feelings are about the complete opposite as, as yours, Dylan. And I really can't wait to talk more about that once Mason has played it because I think there's something really interesting about. Well, what are we gonna play first? Are we gonna play Inside or you play Virginia? Because I feel like one of these is worthy of. Oh, I'll play. I'm the I'm the talking. I'm the lone man out on Inside, so I'll play Inside. I think you should play. It won't take. I'm gonna play Virginia just because I I I've been excited for that game. I'll play that. If it's only gonna take me an hour and a half or two hours, you said it took you not like an hour and a half. It's literally an hour forty is what my I can do that thing is clocked. I can do that, and it's probably pretty similar for everyone. Is it on? Is it on? Can I do it on Mac? Well, actually, I have Windows on my machine, so I could. I don't know what is this. Oh, also, this game is the. Plug this in first. This game is the is best the thing ever. Hold that, hold that thought. This message is brought to you by Camel Cigarettes. Camel Cigarettes. What you smoke, smoke a pack a day <laughs> when you're in Virginia? <laughs> uh, he made just... some point about cigarettes and a man on a horse the other day, and I was just so so confused. I did. No, the oh. Grossman dude. Oh, oh, continue. Yeah. The, this game. Uh, this game was the first game I played. Is streaming to my laptop. 
Yeah. Oh, here's something that might really piss you off about this game. It's super letterboxed, both horizontally and vertically. I don't know. It doesn't bother me. I'll be fine. It takes Ew. up like Ew. 40% of your <laughs> screen. <laughs> I don't understand the... the ver- so I, I get vertical letterboxed. I'm like... I get, well, I guess horizontal. horizontal bars on top and bottom. I don't understand the other one. Yeah, vertical doesn't I don't sense. know. And, and I thought it was just because I was streaming it. Probably something weird with their the way they built it. Because I, I was I was streaming it, and it was, you know, huge You never black. break out of it. There's no game. Nope. It's just probably the some way it program is. Or like some. Um, it's just the way it is. Just the way it is. Life lessons from Dylan. But yeah, I was streaming it, and it had, you know, this huge bezel around it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And then when I booted it back up this morning it was still Were your there. settings not met? i mean it might be no no it's literally that's the way the game is played okay 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 mm. um hey it's okay which sucks because you know how the steam pop-up comes up it's like press alt control alt shift tab, whatever yeah. to get into the steam view <laughs> when it retracts there's just little slivers of it left on the screen oh because it artifacts from the streaming thing yep. and, and oh no no, no, no. It, on my tv not when i was streaming on my tv it was doing that that's bizarre. Because streaming makes sense. Because streaming is just doing the math. And it's like, just, all right, what pixels do we need to like fake? It's just not like refreshing. Wow. Fuck that. Really? Yeah. I hate Steam overlay. I mean, like, people like it, but. I, t- I turned it off. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. You know? I know you can do that. Or whatever the thing is that, like, on boot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, Steam is still incredible. So it's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um. So, Virginia. Meh. 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 All right. This is a review brought to you by Dylan Ovento. Meh. <laughs> 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 Another game. It's fine. Huh. Uh, you play anything else? Uh, I played a little bit of Witcher 3. Hey. Oh, really? You're still um, plugging away? Yep. Uh, I did. Witcher, yeah. What's the quest you're on right now? I just finished the quest for Radovid where you had to find Philippa. Okay. Yep. Witch. That's a main story quest. And then I was like, here, you witch hunters, take this item back because I'm sure I'm going to fucking have to fight you or something. So if- you're pursuing now the narrative between Philippa and the, the crazy king, the yeah, red king. The Radovid. Or- yeah. And so I give them the macro scope, whatever the fuck they called it. Mm-hmm. And I go back to his ship and he's like, they told me that they found it. Oh, that's it. You're cranking through it. That's and a I'm cool like, quest. And then it's like quest completed. Like, well, I guess I'm not going to talk to you. It anymore. comes up. That game does it a lot where it will end a quest and then another quest will roll in the afterwards of that. Well, I just ha- I have the quest with Dykstra where I have to kill or he's playing to kill right Dykstra hates me. Really? Like, just hates me. And From I don't know what I did in the game. Maybe I just him and I because you know tight. him from two or one or something, don't you? I think I fucked him over earlier in the game. Oh yeah, when you go to the brothel, he runs. So. I mean, that's what that's what Jerry does. He just fucks. I like the way his name is. Fucking Radovid Jerry looks like an asshole with his crown. His R- really Radovin. stupid crown. His like big ruffle on his shoulder or his arm like clips. Oh. So I'm just super distracted by it the entire time he's talking because he's like talking from a high perch. And he's like, rrr, 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 and then this thing's just clipping through his wrist. Did you do the thing where you raided the witch hunter base? Yes. Yeah. I fucked up because so yeah. that's when I finally learned you can't use what's the mind control spell? Axie. You can't use Axie around a group of people because they all just see you use Axie on one person mm-hmm. and they're like, witchcraft. And they all freaked out. And I'm like, well, I guess I'm burning this fucking place to the ground. You can break Witcher 3 by leveling the shit out of Axie so that when you cast Axie on an enemy, like they just become incredibly powerful and kill everyone for you. And then they just don't block attacks from you. So you just... You're much... You're really about breaking games. I know. That's, that's <laughs> well, you, I bet if you didn't do that just a little bit, I bet you enjoy games more. I like games. I love <laughs> games. Uh, I like just... I like but you say you get bored of the loop. I know. That's a problem. I bet if you stop breaking the loop. But you know what loop is cool in that game? Is the treasure hunting. Have you done any of that? Because it exposes the story of these like dead witchers. 
the question mark thing? No, there's treasure hunts where you go and, oh. and find the, the yeah you find different armor the bear sets. armor. But there are all these <laughs> there are all these witchers oh, that so just worth it. fucked up. This is like yeah. a story about like this witcher died because he was too cocky and like or he didn't do his homework. <laughs> remind or, you like, of anyone? Or he was just a huge asshole and like remind you of anyone? Like me? No, like Jerry. Oh. Oh, I think I'm on me. I think no, no, I mean I, I, no, no. I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I mean, I, mean yes. I am an asshole. I mean, but yeah, like, sure. But I'm not going anywhere. Geralt is definitely no one's taking my bear armor. Right? Geralt's definitely an asshole, but he's also a skilled asshole. What an asshole, dude! There's a part in that game that pays off because my my Geralt Jerry Geralt fucked everyone. Like just oh, yeah. every woman in the game. Yeah. Everyone. Oh yeah. No, and just everyone. This guy fucks. No, everyone. Like, no, literally he, everyone. He was all, like, and there's a cool payoff at the end of the game. And for fucking everyone, does it turn into a porno? No, Good. but can I tell you? Mm, just tell no. us, because because I'm intentionally. I think I did you did you I, fuck I, the uh, the girl who you trained in, in uh, like swordsmanship for like two lessons? Or I'm something? going to do that when I finally finish training her. No, don't I, say. I can't, I can't right. remember. Like, hey, I'm going to remove I myself. I romanced everyone, and also they have a good payoff for it. Okay, okay, the money we'll, shot. We'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> You've unlocked <laughs> new skill. <laughs> the aiming in that game is garbage, though, with the crossbow. Yeah. But you can auto-lock. Yeah, that's what you do. I just tap it. I finally, I just used a torch for like the first time. Like, the torch that comes um, with you. Yeah. Like, oh, man, this is super useful in this dimly lit cave. I have the super turbo lighting mod on that game, whatever, that like makes all the lighting super harsh and awesome. So, it's cool. That game is a really good looking game. It's good. I like it. Um, I'll finish it. I can't wait. By year's end. Uh, well, I had to move. I checked my save this morning, like when I had to over, uh, override it. The last time I played was the first of this month. So that's how long it's been since I've touched Witcher. I still need to play the DLC, so I'll get around to it. I made a massive dent it over the summer, and then I just I stopped. This might just be a summer thing that I pick up every summer. It's a big enough game, and it could be that way. Yeah. The uh, Anything else you play? Uh-uh. What about you? Um. So... I uh, I played, so I beat, one thing I think you guys should all play, and if you don't have the Fallout 4 season pass, then you should go get the DLC. It'll go on sale with the winter sale or whatever, or the fall sale. There's, they do, Steam will do a fall, oh, you guys don't have Steam. They yes, will do, do sales around Halloween. Please. But oh, I, I beat the Mechanist dungeon, the layer, because like, yeah. that DLC, and like the story is actually really cool for that one, and like nice. way more than I thought it was going to be. Don't tell me too much, but does it tie into the Mechanist from 3? There... Mm, there's terminals that like mention not not directly okay so but i, I kind of like what how it, it it resolves itself and it was it was it was there's a lot of people that were really upset with the fallout 4 quest design compared to new vegas and three in terms of how linear they were and this is a linear quest but i think that the writing in this one was just like it felt like one of like the the fallout 3 quest that everyone talks about was like um replicated town oh. yeah or replicated but you know like the ones where like mega like, but yeah yeah, make it done. You feel like you you really are making an impact, or you're moving yeah. something forward. Whereas Fallout Four to me, a lot of the quests, not the main story, but like the auxiliary quests, feel like go get this battery, go yeah. save a settlement. Yeah, there were still some really good ones though. No, no, no. In in, in the um, cabin house one is fantastic. The cabin, the cabin house one. The, the witch place. Um, I was editing the podcast. I had to listen to the cabin house gush fest again. I was like, God damn it! <laughs> cabin house quest. I told you. What's the cabin house quest? I might have been. I might have not God, been on this so podcast. Good. It's it's the one where the the family's the immortal. Family's immortal That's because dope. they found this relic from like two hundred years <laughs> this ago. Metal as fuck. 
And it's like, it's cool, but it just does not sit right with me in how Fallout works. Like, oh, you mean like in terms of like the... I, too much I magic? I don't see that at all, but I there's also aliens in Fallout and... Yeah, but and that's like hokey 1950s aliens. Like that seems this more... This DLC like was amazing. Hokey ancient technology though. Yeah, especially especially like, the art direction on the headpiece he's wearing. A lot hokey of the, religion, the art direction, technology, sure. blah, blah, blah. And just the yeah, idea, like, like if you think back to the 50s, it. they had a lot of movies about... Oh, it, it totally stuff, felt like, like a legend of the hidden, you yeah, know, like we're, yeah. I'm with you on that one, Mason. That's uh, cool. It felt more, and they're am- making serums. So, so I love serums. It felt like amnesia to me, not mm. fallout. Amnesia. So what's the, the dark descent? Yeah. Cause that's like the, one of the no, main I know. thrusts of that. Oh, so there's an that. artifact. I got too scared when the walls were bleeding in that game. Yeah. Evan and I were literally sitting under a blanket playing that game. <laughs> and we were both too afraid to hold the mouse. So you, just, so you just made out instead. No, like, <laughs> you know. So what's the resolution of that quest line? Do you take the headpiece? I away almost said nineteen twenty by ten eighty. And like, I want to, I want to, I want to jump out the window now because I am everything I hate. <laughs> that, that was fantastic. That just made me what's so the happy. No, it's about four K. Um, uh, you, you get a choice. Can, yeah, you get the, you get a choice. Which is what is the choice? I, so, I, I, so I'm you, hoping so, you say okay, that. So do, do you care if I give spoilers? Just tell me. Right, he hated so, Fallout. This, I do not hate Fallout. The way this quest it works, just didn't do it for you, me. You go to this home for this family, and the first thing you have to do, this guy, this guy is like clearly well off, and it's like the apocalypse never happened to his house, and, and clean. everything's clean and nice, and uh, and you're like, okay, what the hell? And he's like, go find my sister. She's run off with these, you know. She's in the cold. She's in the cold. So you go find her, you bring her back. <laughs> you know, and as sisters do. He's like, I need your help with this other thing. Well, it turns out that he needs your help clearing out this. His father has been locked in the basement of this insane asylum that you've probably. Well, I had come I had across been there before. I had been there before. Yeah. And uh, and so you, you go to the bottom and he's basically in this glass box and he's got this thing on his head. And it turns out that the whole family has been keeping themselves alive with this serum made from their father's blood, basically that the, the thing that he's wearing on his head gave, gives them the power to keep themselves alive. And so then you basically get to this point where you can either, um, press this button to kill the father in his thing. Does and, he want to die? What's, he, what's his well, state? No, he's like, no, he's, he's, he's like, dude, they're fucking you over. Yeah, they're tricking you. Everything you know. And so lie. he's like possessed by like this ancient evil deity. Right. Okay. Well, deity the question about whether it's evil or not is and that's one of the things i like about this storyline is it's yeah. super i wish it was one of the uh, what the right decision is yeah because it's like you can you can choose to you've been helping this this guy and his sister this whole time and you can choose to to continue helping him and kill the, kill the father and you get something for that you get a or, shitty ray gun if you kill the father right no or <laughs> oh, it, you can sweet. choose to let the oh, father out was... and if you let the father out he comes back and meets with you and kills the rest of his family, but he gives you a serum that like basically makes you immune to radiation that from that point forward. And wow. you can go back and get it as often as you want in the game. Yeah, you it's only temporary. Have one at a time. Um, it's, te- it's, it's for a short period of time, but it's, it's a super serum. It's, it's really cool. Oh. And it's, it's a cool choice to make because I don't know. Oh. They just, I liked that, that storyline a lot. I thought, um, I, thought, I thought that was yeah. one of the, but I also, I mean, if, if you felt like it was out of character for the world, then like that's all it was. Yeah. I didn't think it was yeah. bad. I didn't think like, yeah. You know the entire ex, you know experience of getting into the asylum and like. I think that the main quest is actually like it. That feels totally accurate to Fallout to me, and and there was cool. Yes. Like my favorite thing in the main quest was when you go through the memory of um Kellogg. Yeah, and it just no, humanizes yes. the shit out of Kellogg. Yes. I really liked that. I, I liked it. I didn't like the way to get to that point. Like I didn't like. 
oh, we have this thing that lets you like oh, live in people's contrivance. Yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Oh, I, I, oh yeah, I, whatever. You didn't like yeah, you didn't like poorly. the the replaying the memories. The like well, going he didn't through. like the they have a machine to play through his memories. We mm. just happened to have a machine like that was so. Like it made sense to me in the context of these vaults. It made sense to me in the context of they're creating synthetic personalities to create cyborg or not cyborgs, androids. Um, it made sense to me that they would be able. I to think I'm also memory, but I'm willing to to kind of reach suspend, a little. I suspend disbelief. Well, I play think, games like that. For I sure. think I have a, a conception of what the Fallout universe is, and it's very much grounded in like one two and three because i've read a lot about one and two and there's kind of like this you know we're scraping by kind of thing fallout 2 does so much like fallout 2 is weird dude like fallout 2 is weird like what's the weirdest part that they are on an oil fucking tree that's also a human being that's in three no i know but that's from two yeah but that's not like that's not on the same scale as like i'm possessed by an evil god well all the tribal stuff in fallout 2 like but again that's not like that's just like Kind of. That's like the, I mean, I mean, the, the, the first. We're gonna go back and forth. Oh, the, I will say that the first DLC for New Vegas had possession from. Weren't you in like the, an Indian reservation kind of stuff? And yeah, the, yeah, there were like but no, but there was no like actual. There was no actual. Like, you find out. You don't that, see yeah. any guys. We'll say Fallout Four has a robot that will make you beer. So does it poop in your shoe? No, but it makes. But you then beer. it's not. It's worthless I, to me. I do really like all the distinct robot personalities like when you meet new yeah. robots i think they do a good job i just think bethesda was bored of the way fallout was working so they pushed it out so they pushed out the scope and you know some of it worked and some of it didn't but like you know fallout like you I, said dude you I, said I, that, I think that i think that they reined it in in fallout no, no 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 you said it yourself that like boston looks way better than washington dc does you know, yeah. it because they wanted more technology to survive so they could write more of these kind of out there things. Uh, I think I, Fallout 4 is fine. Yeah. No, no, no. I don't think. I'm saying now, I, when to you your, said push the, the point specifically, pushing the, yeah. the narrative scope out, like. No, not narrative scope, like scope in terms of, all right, what are we allowed to do within the confines of okay, this so world universe? Scope. No, yeah. I, I get, I get, like, the, um, fine. You know, I. It, I will say the one that was the best at staying true to its world that it created and it's something that Obsidian Games always does is New Vegas, where New Vegas feels like they create these factions. They These factions stay true to their ethics and their rules that they create. The world works within its rule system. The game exists within its, you know, this New Vegas state. I think that that's the best one. Mm-hmm. And that one is actually closest to Fallout 1 and 2 to me. Um I felt that Fallout, when I played Fallout 3 the first time, I had played Fallout 2 because I installed, they gave us netbooks at my high school, and they couldn't play any games that were new on them, so I just installed a bunch of old games, that's how I played like Fallout 2, that's how I played um, XCOM 1, old Counter-Strike, XCOM 1 was one of the games I played on it, and um, I felt like Fallout 3 tonally was a little different, so that's that's just where I am. And for me, having only played 3 and 4, I never played New Vegas, I never played 1 and 2, um, I... I Maybe I'm missing something, but they felt really congruous to me. Um, well, yeah, three and four would because three and both four. The, Bethesda, yeah. and 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 I think that they, uh, to me, being someone who those are the only games I've played, I really liked the way that four expanded on what they were doing in three. So maybe I would feel differently if I'd played one, two in Vegas, New Vegas. Um, but uh, I think for me that Fallout Four was just the right amount of pulling everything in. 
um, in in the direction. Overall, I enjoyed it, but there are yeah. points where they kind of like you could you could see them hit no, hit, it's hit the, the wall. Cabot House is your kind of threshold. I can I can at least you know like I said I I, I didn't do it for me, but I can see that tension. Yeah, well, I appreciate why that that did that for you for for sure. Um, so Fallout Four, yeah. I'm still cranking away at it. I'm it's weird that I'm it's a that's a quality purchase. You know, what I mean, like yeah, I just good about the money and five yeah. hours. In it. Yeah, a lot of hundred five dollars. Hundred five. Yeah, hours. Well, I played it essentially twice now, and wow. uh, I got the new destiny expansion and i know that you guys don't play destiny or you did for a lot i did a lot for um, for a while the expansion is cool you know it's that De- destiny destiny's a, a first person shooter diablo-esque game yeah. um my god every time i play that game every other game like that game controls and does things with silhouette and and and, and character and just you know the, you know the context of everything at all times. You know where you've hit the character at all times. You know where you need to go. You know what you need to do. You know what's happening in the story. And there's there's more story now in Destiny with the um, Taken King and this. Yeah. There's a narrative. Which now cool. I'd be the more, narrative in Rise of Iron is sweet. Yeah, like now I'd be more inclined yeah. to try Destiny. My the, only concern now is coming into it so late, being so not, far behind of everybody. There's no curve. Like uh, was that curve last? You'll, you'll be well, fine. You, you either you. There is a curve, but you can go do the raids, and the raids are super fun. But the curve mm-hmm. up to that is you just do the story to get there, yeah. and then you do strikes, and strikes have. But the the story that they've injected into the game, and this I love the world that Destiny exists in. This weird um, imperial uh, future cyber, yeah, but also like super feudal, and I don't know, it's sweet. it's fucking awesome. Rise of Iron really has a, a a really great. The story's like what is the story for this one? Basically. There's iron. Well, there's so before there was so in Destiny you played what's called a guardian, and you guys are these defenders of this thing called the tower. And there's a whole bunch of layers of narrative that go with that. Before the guardians existed, before the tower was around, there was this force of people. There's the covenant called the um, Iron Lords. The Iron Lords. Uh, and there's one character. There's one character left that's been in the game since the started called Lord Saladin, and he's the guy that runs the Crucible. Lord Salad. Uh, I think it's Lord Saladin. Yep. That's right, and and he's been this character that's strictly been kind of like the tied game master, the, the PvP part of the it's game. Like a shop dude. I think that would be cool if like if PvP played a, played a heavier part in this expansion because of that, because he's well, the they, one they, that runs it. It, it kind of does, but what's really cool is they built up this whole like it adds a world that existed before Destiny existed, like the tower element of Destiny and the when the fallen and everyone came in, and it's cool to see that tension. How does Lord Salvin factor in? So he's the last Iron Lord. Ah. Um, and this game's about you essentially fall where so the all the Iron Lords, there's this thing called SIVA, which is this virus. And oh my god, from an art direction standpoint, I loved because SIVA is this virus that spreads. And in every game, in every media, when a virus spreads, it's always gangly green stuff that spreads over everything, or it's this viral big red cloud and cloud, yeah. or it's gaseous, mm. it's very natural. This is hard polygons that are like these weird um just really aggressive shapes that bloom out are of they this. reflective do they look like glass mm-hmm. they're oh. just they're they are this like piercing red like corvette red mm-hmm. and they glow and it looks sweet because they're in all these environments where you can you see where the virus you, you essentially follow where the virus passed traveled through so it's really cool and there's this there's this creature that is involved and a lot of times you're yes. you're, you're following through where it tore through places in the game that you had seen before too, so it's context there that you wouldn't. Uh, I, heard, I heard they kind of had some intelligent retreading of. Oh, uh, it's places. pretty cool. But basically, you you the, the the narrative is that 
he's like, we got to go back to where they died because they saved, they prevented the SIVA outbreak and now it's breaking out again. So they have to go to where these guys died. And um, that's cool. It's a little, it's cool. It's short. That. It's the, 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 the story that comes with it is short, but De- I'm, Destiny I'm up- always, even when there was no narrative really, it still scratched that narrative itch of like, just a very basic level of good versus evil. Do you have the like, SIVA thing? No, I'm asking if it looks like this, which is the plutonium from <laughs> No Man's Sky. Kind of. Okay. That's I, can, neat. I can pull bigger. But, but um, um, the other thing I was talking about is that you were complaining about the loading times in ReCore. Um, I mean, Destiny does have a lot of ro- loading because it, it does loading, it does matchmaking all at the same time because it is multiplayer. Um, but it's a multiplayer that I can get behind. Because I have no commitment to it, and it just pairs me with people, and then it does a re- the design is so well done that you don't need to. You have to work together, but they have enough communication cues in game that you don't need to speak to each other, which is fun. You can access the menus in the loading screens, which is yeah, an no, incredible that's a feature because a lot of the game is also managing like it's like if you could access your Diablo UI for your itemization stuff. That's cool. So every time I'm going anywhere, I just go through my items. Real quick, that is one of the problems with Recore Two. The loading screen is literally just a moving. I thought you were playing Recore One at the, at the bottom of. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> um, the bottom of the screen is just a little ball that turns in a circle, and it's black. I heard somehow they just sit still though, and that's like really frustrating. But don't know. Yeah. But anyway, sorry. So back. But to this why time. are we at the point that we still have loading screens? Like, doesn't dynamic loading work enough? Like the way Destiny sets up makes more sense because you're going off planet enough. But like. Having access to a menu makes more sense, or like that uh, patent has expired where you can't have mini games in your loading screen anymore. Well, that just anymore. expired, so that'll, that'll, you'll expired see that. expired a year ago. Who had Brent that saying, patent? You're still Namco. Uh, you'll, you'll have that. That's weird. I don't think you'll see that. I think you'll see that in the next yeah. few years, though. Mm. I, I mean, uh, sure. I mean, but I think also like loading screens are just the nature of like we have to render a world. And Are you saying like why, why is it just Why is it black? Why, why is it black? just a screen or yeah. a bar? I like the Last of Us loading screen where it's just the virus moving across the screen. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Um, but yeah, to, to tie off that, like that straight thought I had, um, destiny always scratched that like very like primal, like good versus evil kind of itch with his story and, mm-hmm. um, you know, all, all that stuff kind of, I don't know, it, it just feels like I know what kind of experience I'm going to get out of the story. I will say that I wish that if, if uh, Dylan, if you ever bought anything, considering you liked Halo so much, like. Destiny hits all my favorite things of WoW and all my favorite things of yeah. Halo. Mm. Um, I just wasn't there. I played like 10 minutes of Destiny because no, my brother I'm had it. if you bought a console, like yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, fun yeah, game yeah, to yeah, have because yeah. then the raid is like this yeah, thing yeah, yeah. you could do. I'm, I think I'm, I'm switching back to the PS4 side if I am getting a console. Because everyone's bitching about the UI. If, well, if, well no. if, you, if you get a PS4 and get Destiny, I will get... Um, Taken Kings. Taken Kings. That's probably the rise of iron. My life. You uh, need the whole thing for like fifty. No, now. what did it for me was Spider-Man. Oh fuck yes! I really want to play oh, that Spider-Man. That's kind of Spider-Man. Activision Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I speak no, Dylan. I, I translate. Sh- he Spider-Man. I, he means Spider. What are you saying? Spider-Man smokes a pack. Um, of day. Spider-Man I'm, smokes a pack of day. I'm gonna have, that's I'm me. Gonna, wait, I'm gonna have to ask you guys to stop. There's too much crosstalk occurring. Wait, that's me. But anyway, but do. But yeah. Um. I think that it was, it was 30 bucks and I feel like I got just even like playing the story like it was I, I felt good about it and also like I just guys the shooting in that game is just like it's so well it's Bungie they know, they know what they're doing I could not be more excited for Destiny 2 I think Destiny 2 is gonna like just fucking wreck some shit like it's just like the, there's Destiny should not be as popular as it is and it's only popular because they sent a failed game out that had enough good in it that people would gravitate to it there's just not enough there. I feel like they're doing that with a lot of games. 
recently between uh, Pokemon kind of Go industry. and No Man's Sky. Did you guys see that the 3DS sales have been like exploding? Because of the po- and I think it's like the Pokemon Go effect. The pokes. I'm really excited for Sun and Moon. It's all about the pokes. Sun and Moon looks really good. And poke pokes. You guys um gotta catch some good pokes. I think if I play anything else. No. I'm gonna play uh Virginia. I'm gonna play inside at some point. Now that I'm not slaving over After Effects this week. Hey guys, a uh, hot tip. Don't don't do stop motion. It's like <laughs> so Wait, isn't that what you did, Dan, with your paper thing? But I did a little, but not to the extent that he did. I mean, it's like five frames, but yeah, no, he Mason did way more stop motion than I yeah, did. To be fair, most of mine was to be actual, fair, it looks really good. So yeah, Jeez. most of mine was actual animation. Um, have you seen mine's like, animation too? Is it like that episode? Oh, Parks yeah. I'm just kidding. No, I know just it kidding. is. I'm just kidding. It's like a Parks and Rec. Where yes, ben, when Ryan <laughs> makes a stop motion, yeah. he's like, look, look how great it is. It's like five seconds. It's a, no, he gets up in the bed. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> oh, I watched. So let's talk about this for a second. Oh no. I watched this movie called High Rise, oh and High Rise is this movie that wants to be a uh, a Clockwork Orange esque dystopian future, but, but it is so so well shot and like they do such a good job of creating this awesome world and literally doing nothing with its plot. But it's also like Judge Dredd because they all live in a building. Well, but I, that's fine. I'm I again I'm fine with that. Like, I this is, love that movie because basically I'm just saying comparing it to Clockwork Orange, I think kind of skews it in one way. Mm. I think well, it's if like see, if you'd seen the movie, you'd understand where I'm coming from because it's oh. this, it's this very much like Clockwork Orange covers a lot of um, hierarchy, class hierarchy, societal stuff. You know? uh. And this movie, a little on the nose, the rich people live in the tap, and <gasps> the lower you go down, the poorer Ooh. you are. Have you ever read so, Brave New World? No, no, it's very so, much a Brave New World. Like it's very have you much in Snowpiercer. Tim, Mason, and I watched Snowpiercer all together, and I was so excited because. I had watched it like two days before and they said, oh, we're going to watch this. I'm like, awesome. Because all I wanted to do was get to the part at the very end and just see what their faces look like. What happened at the Because remember when the uh, train crashes and they're all dead? They're oh, all fucking yeah, dead. Except for the two kids. And then there's a polar bear. <laughs> and we're like, what is this? Is this lost? <laughs> they're all dead. There was, there was a phase where like, I would invite Dylan over. I'm like, all right, we're going to watch Amazing Spider-Man 2. And then that's we just sat and kind of like when we shit on Batman versus Superman. Yeah, the fuck Falcor. Uh, oh the never ending story. We watched the never ending yeah. story, and we uh, found out how much of a pedophile Falcor is. I hate Falcor. <laughs> so rub behind my ears. It does a lot of what Brave, like, so Brave New World does a lot with um, the the tension of like uh, sexuality and substance with the your your psychosis and like your general mm. state of mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. I love Brave New World. Um, Fantastic novel. But I, it's kind of like I can't. Also, this movie is very cruel to the audience, to the to the characters in the movie, to it's showing you a lot of aggressive things. And it doesn't feel like there's any purpose huh. behind it. Like because he's a. Um, He's a physiologist or something, but there's a lot of screens where he he's literally r- ripping faces off of skulls because uh, they're 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 cadavers, and there's not it's this really visceral image, and I'm not sure as a director why I would show that without having some purpose of like because they show it to you the first time and it, it's like fine all right I saw that but they do it again and again and they get closer and closer and it's like I think it's supposed to be representing that like he's kind of breaking down internally i don't know whatever the analogy is either i'm too dumb to recognize it or it just i don't short. think it was it was done um well enough hmm. 
So it's on Netflix. I don't know. Zootopia's on Netflix, and that movie's hey, Oh fuck yeah! It's on Netflix now. Oh my god, yes. Tim movie. like was like woo, like he like yelled. I was like, all right. Was... He took off his cowboy hat and whipped around his yeah. head. Gonna watch some creators. Uh, yeah. What else? Um, yeah, that's pretty much my media yeah. consumption. I have. I'm, I'm racing cool. next week. We're rewatching yeah. Breaking Bad. Oh, buddy. Because you watched Better Call Saul. They're like, this is pretty good. And I then, like Better Call Saul. I, I've only seen season one, but season one was fantastic. I love the, the Better Call Saul. If you rewatch uh, Breaking Bad, you can see how much stuff they like reference back to oh, Better Call cool. Saul. Yeah. It's really oh, that's good. cool. It's real good. I dig that. Because there's a part where uh, uh, Saul looks at Williams like, or Walt, and he goes, I once convinced a woman that I was Kevin Costner. And oh, then nice. there's that scene in, in Better Call Saul. Uh, and he does that like three or four times. So it's pretty good. Oh, so all those things that, that felt like one-offs that they give a backstory to? Yes. That's, that's cool. That's something like something that Vince Gilligan would do, though, because he's super, yeah, he's super, super yeah, meticulous. He would have a, re- a story behind him. He's a cool guy. Yeah. yeah. I just think he's that's a really... kid. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. I think that's a really cool narrative trip. narrative to expand upon. Great yeah. filmmaker. Have you guys seen pictures of Vince Gilligan? Uh, he's a dork. Glasses. He looks just like he's from Richmond. Yeah. Like he, he's got yeah. this like southern accent. And he's got a he's got a goatee and he's got, glasses. He's got like a yeah. salt looks, pepper he goatee. Like a, he looks yeah. you, he'd be holding a PBR. Yeah, he's a he's kind of like no, I don't know. About that. Like, <laughs> I think he's a very handsome man. Yeah, okay. Um, he he does good work. So the other thing, oh, I watched the um the other pilot thing. to Soul Survivor. Another thing. Oh yeah, you were telling me about that. I, I really want to see this. The help it the hell and is that? It's kind of cool. I think you guys should all watch the pilot because it's tell, basically tell this is. Yeah. the premise is that. In a, in a in a terrorist attack, the assigned sole survivor. Which do you guys know how that works? The designated sole survivor. So one of the cabinet members, oh yeah, at any event goes, is the, goes away. Goes away. Yes, and he's a designated sole survivor, and it, it rotates or whatever. So if they bomb, in, in this capital. case, the designated sole survivor is the cabinet, the secretary of housing. <laughs> so he's a, essentially a glorified real estate agent for the government, and then it happens. And keep the best thing though is that there are, there's Keeper Sutherland plays. The, the idea is that he's a surrogate for the audience. If you became president tomorrow, what would you do? What the fuck? What, what is going through your mind? Yeah. And like that, he just Keeper Sutherland just starts throwing up. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. And like it's funny because he's such he's such a badass in twenty four, and he's such a he's such a just uh dweeb in this. And he's wearing he's wearing he's wearing jeans and a hoodie, a Cornell hoodie, because he was the designated like he was just watching the speech. Mm-hmm. And he's getting sworn in in jeans. Like it's a lot of cool imagery that I. I, I think so what? How, cool. how they kill everyone? So the bomb? I want you to watch it. I thought it was, I thought it was well done. All I right. think that the reveal of when it happens is, is pretty cool. I don't know. I got I got goosebumps, but I'm also I'm super easy. Like you can get me. I'm like oh, because I'll believe anything. I'm like oh, I'm on board. I'm on, I get it. The world. This is great. Is Kiefer yeah. Sutherland a good actor? I've never seen any. I've never seen Twenty Four. I like Kiefer Sutherland. Right. I think it's cool. David Hater would say otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Did you, see that, did you see that tweet that no, he sent what, out? What did he say? I yeah, can't remember what it was. Uh, he well, said when Kiefer Sutherland was being replaced on 24, David Hayter was like, oh, what a shame. You know, you can't replace Kiefer Sutherland. He's so memorable. He's, he's like he's like the guy. He's the one. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, it was really funny. Oh. <laughs> I think I like David Hayter's work with X-Men 2 more than his. Who was he in X-Men? Wait, what did he, he wrote X-Men 2. You're shitting me. He's, David, a, screen, he's a screenplay writer. David I Hater? Didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's I'm, real. Uh, let me confirm Why didn't he write the Metal Gear games? I think they would be a much better experience. They would. It wouldn't be Metal Gear. Yeah. Metal Gear is a product of Hideo Kojima being a nut. What's What's our collective opinion on Survive? Survive? Metal Gear Survive. I didn't, never played it. No, it's their newly announced one. Oh, it's I... four person. He wrote X-Men 2. Isn't it like just huh. a Metal Gear skin of Call of Duty Zombies 
or something. Kinda. That's, Not invested enough in the Metal Gear world yeah, to, to I, really have a, an opinion on it. But also, it's, like, it's fine. It's yeah, whatever. I, I, don't, I don't really care. It looks like it, I, it I kind of looks like Raccoon City to me, which is that doesn't bode well. I know. I kind of wish I'd played four. I didn't play five, and I didn't see enough of five to make me feel like I missed it. I heard it was really good. Mm. Um, I loved four's aesthetic, and he wrote and the screenplay of, for Watchmen. Oh fuck yeah, that's awesome. Which is funny because you like that Watchmen. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the series for me hit a high point with Snake Eater because that game is is just so incredible in in unspeakable ways. I love that right. game. Who's the old sniper dude in? Uh, the, the, the quiet, the, the end. quiet, the end, the is end. Is he the end? Yeah, the old oh, guy. Qu- that Christ, dies, the the, the, the naked sniper, naked sniper girl. You know how yeah. you can, you know, like you oh, let yes, him I die. Did. Yeah, or yes. you can kill he him before that boss fight even happens, and you just don't do that. Yep, he's that's why Metal Gear's cool. That's pretty cool. They take time to do that. Um, I know we're long on time. Maybe we'll talk about this next week. But I was curious about the Lucky Palmer thing. I do not feel good about this. Yeah, we're talking about a man who. Has decided to build a career around making himself have the ability to live in a world other than the one he lives in. So he clearly has a very warped perspective of the world. Kind of, anyway. that is true. That does fit the narrative. But the and thing, and oh, nothing God. I say or do will have any consequence for this because they have more money than they could ever hope to deal with. They have Facebook's hey. money. They don't need my money to, to buy an Oculus. I'm just, you know, it's a shame. Um, I wish... It weren't true, but I'm just not gonna buy an Oculus. I'll buy a Vive or a or a PS. I'm not gonna buy a Vive. I have zero desire to buy a VR headset in the immediate future. The the problem I see I'd buy a Vive, but the problem I see is that I don't think he knew what he was doing. Yeah, he's twenty four and he's a fucking billionaire. Like that's the like But like you're twenty four? If you had a billion dollars, would you go bankroll the alt right campaign? No, but I I would do some, and I'm not justifying his actions. I think he's an idiot. I think it was a stupid thing. I think it was a, an irresponsible thing. But at the same time, like he's 24, he has two billion dollars. People are gonna fuck up, and he's he's a fuck up, and he's gonna their Oculus's brain will be damaged for this permanently. Oh sure, and developers are already pulling. Like right. developers, Super high developers, yeah. developers that have invested well, okay, let's tons about, of money. Let's, let's talk about what it means to pull from the Oculus environment. Because when you pull from the Oculus store, you, you go can to the still Vive. boot for Steam VR. There's yeah. no sure. There's no isolation anymore. So it's it's no, purely pulling in in You have de- you have been developing and putting man hours towards the plan to roll out on a certain platform and you are changing the Oculus and Vive are different enough that you are developing differently. Hmm. I mean I, the, I appreciate the, what you're the, saying, but the, I think I think the, that the workflow is not as as involved one, as one one has I don't know. I think I think the control interactions are so distinctly but the Oculus different. Touch controllers are very similar. But that's this is all but besides the point yet. because the point here is that you know we have someone like I think it's great that Polytron came out and said we're mm-hmm. we're, we're yeah, pulling. I do. But I think that's secondary to the fact that this guy did this thing. People with money have been doing terrible, saying terrible, using their money to say terrible things pretty much since deregulation became de facto in the 1980s under reagan and it's gotten way worse since citizens united and uh, until we actually elect someone who's going to put a justice in the empty spot on the supreme court that will overturn citizens united we will continue to have people doing terrible things with their money to say terrible things but you you could argue that citizens united there was opportunities in the past decade for that to be for that to be brought up yeah i mean hey i don't want to go too deep into the the politics out of it but I mean, I think Dan's right. Like this, that there's, there's, the we have created this opportunity for ourselves. Yeah, this is not we, but this, like this the, is the our bed. Like, yeah, you, you can it. do that. 
Yeah, you can. Yeah. I, I personally know someone who was general counsel for a company that essentially his job was figuring out how to hide the fact that people were giving millions of dollars towards alt-right or, or significantly right-leaning organizations for a few years so that people didn't have to find out for a few years that people were donating this and it was right. far beyond the election cycle. And the reason I bring that up is that we can... He's getting press for doing what he's doing and has done right. with his money because he's young, he's connected to Facebook, which is huge, and he is involved in a, a new medium that is everyone wants to talk about this new medium. But well, the I, CEOs of, of the CEOs of a lot of these big companies that we all use products from, um, are doing the exact same thing on a regular basis. And that transparency is not there. And that transparency is not something that just because we don't see people doing it doesn't mean that all of these other CEOs aren't using their money to spread their own message. And this goes also without saying that it's, it's really not, it's not universal to the, and I'm not saying this to dispar I'm saying that the funneling of money into politics on either side of the aisle is aggressive and egregious. Like mm -hmm. it is whether you're on, you know, and I, 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 that's not me taking a stance. That is that is just the way that's, it is. That's it's just a, that's a fact. It's a yes. real shame that someone, because you know, I've heard, you know, I've seen interviews with him. And he seems like a very bright guy. And he I just think kinda, that's why it blew up. He saw it as yeah. a joke, and that that's upsetting. It's ten thousand. I mean, it it's to me the thing that is blown out of proportion is that ten thousand dollars in politics is nothing. It is nothing. It's yeah. not a lot of money. No, I think this is not a lot furthering the all. narrative. The anti-Oculus narrative that has been built around his company and how he sold out, and this is icing on the cake to just take him down. Mm, and it's what it's what happens. I think that there. I, and guys, I I've never read. I don't see that in it. I'm not saying that. I'm listen. I think it's it's a hot topic in media right now. It's a significant figure in the games industry that is very outspoken, very public, and something that I think that you didn't expect it. That's why it's interesting. That's why. So, all right. The Koch brothers donate millions upon millions upon millions, millions no, 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 of dollars. No, 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 no. It's billions. It's, it's billions. Like, they are, they are <laughs> um, channeling, they are controlling the political landscape and, but every day. But, but it's not surprising, and so we don't talk about it because it's not, it's and expected. And no one's, no one's, like, I mean, everyone's upset about it, but no one's, like, and, again, the kid's a fucking idiot for doing it. I, I take no side on I, There's no way around it. He shouldn't have done it. But it's fucking, it's. He's he but has killed here's, the next five years of his career. Sure, and he's and he's he's done significant damage to that that company. I wouldn't and be the personally. Brand. I wouldn't be surprised if Facebook sued him. Oh, I, I agree, one hundred percent. Because what would be, what would because be the that, suit, uh, he it would he so has he damaged is, the brand. He has damaged okay. the brand significantly. The 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 hit that the Oculus name, like like Alex said, he's not Facebook. Gonna, I won't should uh, sue him. I won't buy, and they, and they may not win, but they should at least try because they because that's like good faith. That shows them. Well, and, and I'm sure when he, I, I'm sure that in the, you know, hundreds of pages of legalese that involved in that were involved was involved in selling that company and him still being involved, there there were things about disparaging the brand in a certain way that resulted in significant sales. Now, legally, they're going to have to prove that him doing this directly affected the company and led to decreased sales, which would be difficult to do. Yeah. Um, and so Facebook may not win. That being said, it would not surprise me if they did try. Um, I think that the point that Alex is making about not, not buying any Oculus product is a valid one, but what, what this, what this is, this is Chick-fil-A. This is the right. Chick-fil-A CEO coming out and saying that he has issues with, 
with gay people in the way that he did. And a bunch of people saying, well, you then I won't buy your chicken. And Chick-fil-A is still around. Yeah, that's fine. You know, and because I, there are I enough people to buy it. Yeah. Right. And Oculus is still going to be around. And I, I'm right. just curious if the suing of him would be a good faith effort on Facebook to show that we don't agree with his... It wouldn't surprise me. Because we know that fa- his Facebook, Facebook takes politically liberal stances on, on the way that they run certain things. Um, I think that they would look at this and say, this is something we need to distance ourselves from. It does not cost us much money to file this suit or at least buy him out. Um, they may only have to. Well, he's been he's been super not involved with the day to day running the right. Oculus for the past right. year, but, but because it does affect the brand. They, no, no, no. They, I, I, I think I think he's yeah. from a like if as a someone that aspires to work as a marketing professional, the damage that he's done to the Oculus is is, is is like if I worked at Oculus and like saw what happened. What was it? When did it come out? Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. Here's two weeks. Thursday. No, Thursday. You come into work and you're like this fucking. We're, we just. This fucking sucks. Well, that's what CNN did, yeah. right? With uh, with Corey Landu- Landowski, uh, who was Trump's campaign manager, got fired, was hired by CNN. CNN found out he was still getting paid severance by Trump, meaning meaning one of their correspondents was on the payroll of yep. the Trump campaign. Yep. As soon as they found it out, the next day he was fired. Mm-hmm. That was that. And and you know face, they're gonna face. Oculus is gonna have to do the same thing. The Verge just um, did something similar because yeah. one of their uh, like chief mobile uh, editors, Chris Ziegler, just got a job. Getting the- didn't just get a job. Got a job at Apple in July. Yeah. And didn't tell him about it. And they just found out like a couple weeks ago. So they did both an ethical investigation, an internal investigation to see if it was affecting the ethics of their reporting. Like, yeah, um, if they were showing any bias against or for Apple. And then they let him go. But it was super unceremonious. Just, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I mean, but so like when you go to like my undergrad degree is journalism, like you, we have two semesters of class on ethics. And like the one thing they tell you is that if you sacrifice your your, um, which is why I'm, and I, I still don't. I'm not outwardly political on Facebook. I'm not outwardly political, and I'm not saying you shouldn't be, but this is just like ingrained in me from being yeah. a journalist. Like I don't, I don't outwardly put my political views out there. Period. Because of this, but as soon as you sacrifice your ethic as are anyone in the field, you are done. Mm-hmm. Well, or you transition to being an opinion reporter. There's a there there, there is room for. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm, but I'm saying ethically, what that writer did is actually unethical. Oh yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, and, yeah. and no, he's no tech blog will hire him. No, and they shouldn't because that goes against what you. Your job as a journalist and like the one role you get to play, other than someone that's going to re- regurgitate press releases in the tech, is to have a valid opinion and like rebroadcast that. So I mean, I, I think that the it should be unceremonious. It should be addressing it's just a shame because he was a founding editor. And it was like, yeah, and he should not be so fucking stupid to do something like that. No, yeah. I'm not excusing his I'm actions. I'm not saying you're saying that. I'm saying as someone that, real like, shame. I care a lot about this. Yeah, like I do. Oh yeah, ethics and journalism is huge. It's one of the reasons that, I mean, anyone who knows me knows that the single primary source for me is, uh, the single primary secondary source is the Washington Post. Boo. Um, oh boo. No, 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 that wasn't a joke. Oh, the, prim- the Washington Post isn't a primary source. It's a secondary source. It is so secondary. Saying, I, I, you said I, I, your I primary you secondary se- source. Right. Meaning that the, the I, I secondary were, source that you were doing some wordplay. Y'all no, are fucking nerds. Dan, I agree with what you're saying. Thank yes. you, Mason. Um, now, the the thing I really <laughs> enjoy about them word is play. ever since Jeff Bezos came in there, they've had a lot of money to do the right thing, um, but they make a point to really uphold the standards of journalism. And anytime anything remotely close to reporting anything about Amazon or Bezos, anything, they always, huge disclaimer, like, yes, just so you know, 
like, Jeff he, owns us. He owns us. <laughs> this has a picture. But they yeah. are completely and when, and separated, when, and they understand how to do the ethics of journalism. I think yeah. I, I I am a huge admirer of the New York Times. Growing up, the New York Times was my standard bearer. Um, Washington Post has really not supplanted them, but uh, is 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 starting to be on par with the New York Times for me in terms of the quality of reporting and journalism that they're doing. They're doing some fantastic work. Um, the the Washington, Washington Post has been Post. doing killer journalism. No, no for they they, decades, they, they you, have yeah, been, but like, I'm saying like. I get what you're saying. Having read the post for about eight years, having since I've moved to Virginia, yes, they've always done great work, and that's why I've read them for eight years. But man, you've seen all the, the last come on, come the on. last two years, the post has just been killing it. Yeah, um, and there's a reason that they've been winning awards and everything for their journalism. They've been doing really great work. Um, and you could argue that, yeah, like you said, that Bezos coming in. Oh sure, but but because he he recognizes the the benefit of influx of capital. I think he's and, just looking for anything that can make money at this point because Amazon still doesn't make money. But you know what? Here's the difference, right? I'm Someone just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just no, 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 no. That's great. Um, yeah. the guy who went in and bought uh the Tribune Group, so so Chicago Tribune, L.A. Times, and Sun, the Baltimore Sun. No, uh, I love that different company. But wire. you know, he went in and he was just like, you know, uh, I really just want you to do things that are going to get clicked. And and he there's there's video of him being a complete yeah schmarmy CEO who just wants to make that. money and and totally sacrificing any integrity that any of those publications had journalistically and I think that the Post is a good example where a billionaire can go in there and do things the right way so that things are going in the right direction. Schmarmy is my favorite. One thing Pokemon. that I, I will say that like in terms of like outlets for even video games like one thing I've always loved about Giant Bomb is that you don't have to agree with any of their personalities or perspectives, but you know where they stand, and they also really incredibly appreciate their spot in the games industry. Mm. And mm-hmm. I, I can't, I don't think anyone that's ever worked, well, I guess Alex Navarro worked in the industry. Yeah. But Jeff Gersh, I, I, I think that... And, and Matt Roy worked for Obsidian. He did work for Obsidian. But my larger point but is that, like, I think that the Jeff Gershman over and over, he's like, this is where I fit in in this equation. You know, this is my job. And like, I think that, that because of that, he is a lot more critical of people that are his friends because they're they're friends like in it's not like politics but in the games like a lot of these guys are, are friends with the game creators and they they develop personal relationships and i wonder if they have a, a weird tension about palmer lucky because he's been a guest of the show a lot yeah right i've said yeah that was and, the first and thing i, I said I, I bet you giant bomb skews probably pretty liberal and of course they do i was, I was thinking like what's next year's e3 <laughs> i don't think palmer lucky will be there i don't think so either and i think i don't think palmer lucky will be public facing for the next few no, years time for more phil schiller <laughs> Um, but that's okay because they can f- put Phil um, Spencer, not Phil Schiller. They can put uh, the Oculus CTO up there. Fuck no. Yes. God damn yes. it. No. Yes. Is this guy? Yes. John. Yes. Uh, fuck. The guy that is the id tech guy. Um, um, oh my god, he's so you, incredible. Why do you like him? You seem pretty stoked. Oh my god, he's a have wizard. You not, have you not heard of him? No. Uh, John. Uh, oh my god, he's one of the founding people of id, and he like made the Doom engine like in a weekend. Or he made the do no he made like the quake oh, net code. Fucking John, John Carmack. John Carmack, yeah, he's awesome. I didn't realize he was their CTO. Okay, no. yeah, John Carmack is follow, fucking dope. Do you follow his Twitter? It's no, incredible. he's just spouting like, huh? I wonder if I like just change this in the the rendering engine. Like he's just talking about tech all the time. Huh. He's talking about tech, and then he just he's like Mark talk- Cerny. Where Mark Cerny is also like an incredible like tech yeah. guy. But then he'll just start dope. talking about like fucking jet propulsion systems. He just does like, fuck a lot of jet propulsion systems. Like speaking of fucking robots, <laughs> that's what we call a callback, right? Right, 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 right. Bye. right? Um, no, I, I, but I mean, Dylan, you know what? You you didn't you brought it up. 
What's your read on it? I don't know. I guess I'm I'm one that's still being surprised. So you brought like the Koch brothers, things like that. It's just it's a shitty thing. It makes it makes you feel shitty. It's not like it's it's and the way he's the 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 jolly old time quote was like kind of what's the quote that he he did it because you know he thought these guys the people that are doing the shit posting were having a jolly old time and he just wanted to kind of help do that. It's like do you not see like the larger like narrative here? In like the grand, like the American political system, it's, like it's, it's it's to that. I, I mean, yeah, but it is a joke. You know what I mean? Like, it's just. I, I, I think the biggest takeaway here, it's a killing joke, is that um, this is so opposed by so many people that Facebook is, Facebook is going to sue him for. Well, we didn't say that. We said he, that they they would. Facebook, do that. Sorry. That the the discussion of the, the parent company of this organization suing them is even on the table. This wouldn't happen if he had been donating money to the. That's not that's not even reported. That was just Dan's. That's our, that's our conjecture. conjecture. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's conjecture. But like I, you know, I don't think we'd be having the same discussion if it was the the Mitt Romney campaign. Even, you know. Oh yeah, totally. No, no. no. Well, I mean, it, but it's it's, it's you know, the Huff Post is a disclaimer in every Trump article that he's a misogynistic racist. Yep. You know, yeah. it's the it's the state of the game. Yeah, it's the nature of the beast, and this is this is the world, and and it's it's also terrifying that a subreddit has as much power as it does yeah. in today's world. But you know what I mean? There's, I think the other side of that coin is that there's an incredible democratization of content and media right now, and I think it's pretty cool. And like, it just makes me think, what would I do in that situation? Not like obviously not the damage control thing, but like if I had that kind of money, wealth, influence. I think I'd be a good person. You would. You, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a moral quandary to me. But we expect, fine. we expect people with lots of money to be good people. And when they don't. So we don't report on it when they do good things with their money. We only report on it when they do bad things with their or money. Or like the millions and millions that Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg pump into like. Right. Really good Bill things. Gates actually moved the needle on the state of water in Africa. Like, mm. you know what in I mean? AIDS. Like, in AIDS. Or in malaria. Literally, he yeah, gives yeah. so many kids AIDS. He is just the worst. Uh, um, but I, I think I think to, to Dan's point is that like, you know, we don't we don't report on airplanes landing safely at airports. We report on airplanes crashing. I, I'm just gonna make a Twitter account list. that just every single landing, every single landing. Well, that's the thing. That's, that's and it only does at Dan Cotting. <laughs> that's 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 the only thing <laughs> to me is that it's it's you know you 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 have a conception of the world. And then when something like that kind of like flips it, and it's not a big thing, but it's still something. And no, then, it's like finding out that your you know your grandpa wants to go to a strip club. You're like, wait a minute, what? Yep, it's exactly like that. <laughs> I'm not saying that ever happened to me, but like, <laughs> you know, or like someone that's like you, that's like, all right, I don't know what that meant. I don't know. <laughs> this analogy got weird. So, but that's the thing. It's like you know, I do think it, that the the, the the conversation is a lot about him as a person, and I do wish it, it brought it that I think that uh, Reddit again. As it has to do in the past, needs to review ethically the place it, it, the amount of power it has as a watchdog media organization. And like, is it, I know it's a democratized input thing. You're saying Reddit? I'm sorry. Reddit, okay. yeah. Um, but they, do, I think they have an, an obligation as money is fan, funneled in like these organizations that participate. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Everyone be nice to each other. Because 2016, 
you know, it can still be a really dope year. I was about to call Alex out, but I feel like I've been making that joke too much. So we already know that he eats pizza with a knife and fork, and that's bad enough. Okay. Which joke were you thinking of? No, I'm just saying how I've been like, right, Alex, right, Alex. Oh, I'll murder you. With the knife and fork he used to eat his pizza. No, and and one thing that's that I will say is that I think that 2016 is viewed as like an incredibly negative light, and I think that there's been a lot of really dope stuff that's happened in 2016, and I think it's been really easy to lose sight of that. And 2016 for me has been one of the better years in my entire life. Nice. So like, Yay. you know, fuck the world, my life rocks. Fuck everyone else. Yeah. I don't know. That's, I'm just kidding. That works. Where she wants to be the queen. No, but I mean, like, she, she thinks yeah. about her scene. Stop, stop. Pulls her hair back as she screams. I don't really want to be the queen. Live this life. Live, I thought I it was no, 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 I'm not. I'm no, not. No. I'm not letting this happen. I'm not letting this. Happen.